Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. The Game Boy, the Xbox, the PlayStation 4. Gotta press pause cause your mom's at my door. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. We game all month, give out points and sorts. Better look out, it's another Switch port. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my Welcome beat of the month. Welcome to another episode beat of, of the month. Beat of the Month beat podcast. Tonight's episode, we're doing RPGs. This is episode 14, running down the RPGs that we played for the month of January, then going through our favorite RPGs of all time. Tonight, I am with Muff. Dark Side. What a shake and bacon. Melbro. It's a me, Melbro. Fire. <laughs> Hola. Moose. Yo, yo. Ash. Hey, what's up? And Emil. What up? All right, Muff, I hope you break your vow of silence and kick us off with the RPGs <laughs> that you played for the month of January. All right, bitches. So. There we go. RPGs, we've been have play <laughs> the plan ahead to give ourselves extra time. So I ended up uh, finishing my RPG beginning of the month January. I played Trials of Mana. Uh, I picked up Black Friday. It was like $10. And uh, it's uh, more of an action fighting RPG. Uh, I prefer turn-based, uh, but action fighting is pretty good, too. Uh, like Dragon Quest 11, if y'all haven't been had played that, that's a good one. You get up on the side of that. Uh, so, Charles tri- Mana. You got, uh, calm down, bitches. I'm just trying to not, I'm trying not to get up inside that, though. You know what I mean? Well, you need to get up inside that. Get some sleeps. Got to pace so Charles Mana. Up. Huh? Ding ding. Go ahead. So you got six characters to choose from uh, to be your main character. And then the other five, you get to choose two of them to be part of your party eventually. Uh, But you start off, play your character type, and uh, you get your story, the background, pretty decent story. Um, And then as you play later on, you pick up another character. Um, That's not uncommon but what was really cool about this is it gave you an option be like all right they're gonna join you you're gonna keep going or would you like to get their backstory and so you actually get a chance to play their backstory so you got some more details behind it which i thought that was pretty cool uh you could have just been skipped it but i like that you um, actually play it then, yeah i did so you play it by uh, yourself as that character yeah so what will happen is uh so like i started as as a thief and uh, uh, later on you run into a mage and so then to get their story you got to uh, play as the mage get their story that's cool baby mama drama it was pretty crazy uh, so is the baby mama drama with the mages hey man with, <laughs> there's some titty me flying up inside here so you know it's gonna be some troubles mm-hmm. and then <laughs> You make your way down up a side story and you're going and you're leveling up and stuff. And then you pick up the other one and uh, uh, you get to play their story. And th- so I, I picked Thief, 
as my main. Picked up the mage as the other. The other one is probably a little bit. I thought she was going to be like a part healer, part enhancer. She, she just helped enhance some shit. She didn't really heal shit. So I really didn't have a healer. Um, but you really don't need it because there's a shit ton of items that you can collect. All kinds of items. Of all these fucking items, I only use three. One, to revive a bitch when they die. And the other two were two different level of healings. Uh, one's a candy, gets you a little bit of health. And another one's a chocolate, where you get a lot more health. <laughs> <laughs> one's candy and one's so. chocolate? Yeah. <laughs> They're both candy. <laughs> All right, go back. To, one's a chocolate so. and the other one's... <laughs> So I didn't really need all them extra other items, really. Um, so as far as uh, weapons and gear and shit, I like creative shit where you get rare weapons. Not, oh, oh you, you reach level 20. This is what you have to choose from now. And that's how this was. You reach certain levels and like, okay, you bitches can use this shit now. And it's just like, man, there ain't nothing fun about that. Let me find a, tr- a special box or some shit. Give me some special crazy-ass sword or a flaming axe or something. And no, it's just you hit this level. This is your shit now. Really? Uh, so you don't find, like, weapons as you go through? It's just once you reach a certain level, it's like, oh, you get this new weapon, and that's what you use you, by default pretty much? You go to the shop, and then you buy that next line of shit. Mm. So that was a downer to me. Um, maybe I was spoiled from good games in the past with that shit. Not that this was a bad game. It just That's just something... I, I'd be more creative. Final, uh, 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 Dragon Quest Eleven, you, you you build your shit and you, and uh, that's that. Y'all need to play that. That's a, that's a good game. Um, but what, what was really cool. They got this system uh, uh, called seeds, and you go to an inn, you put your seed in the pot, and <laughs> go ahead with your punchline, Dark Side. <laughs> I traveled five hundred miles to bring you my seed. Uh, oh, lumberjack! <laughs> yes. And uh, so, so you 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 build these seeds, you plant these seeds, and you get items and shit. I mean, you get the chocolates and the candy. It's cool. That's helpful. But uh, the higher you level up, and it levels one through five, you get the higher level uh, four and five, and then there's different types of seeds. Then you start getting the rare gear. So that made it a little bit more fun. Heavens that. Stuff beyond just the basic shit at the shop. Um, so you have to get seeds. And so I spent uh, probably a day just farming seeds. Because just like, you know what? I want to level this shit up. I don't give a fuck. I'm uh, farm seeds and plant seeds. They got the level seeds up high. And then I got all that uh, really cool gear. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? <laughs> so, Somebody put times two on most volume. Huh? Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. You guys can't hear me? No, no, you're I good. You. No, we can hear you. We just All got right. confused. Go ahead. Well, listen, bitches. So <laughs> then one cool thing about character is you get up to like level 38 or some shit, and then you get these special seeds that allow you to take that next job class, and then you get to choose. So uh, you, you get your thief like up to 38 or whatever. And then you get to choose what the next one. And it's two types. There's light and there's dark. Uh, as far as the uh, their abilities are different. As far as what you level up to. 
and choose and what path you choose. Um, I don't remember what I did uh, for that one bitch. But the thief, I went ninja. And with the mage, I went witch, because I think witch is sexy as hell. And uh, so I went that, and uh, so that part of it was pretty cool. Um, I wasn't going to go back and play, see what happened the other way. It, 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 you don't really need to do all that. Uh, but if you're curious, go ahead and, up and, and go, go do it. So, and then uh, the farming part. Uh, thief, you get bonus, treasure, huntings and shit. And the mage just fucks shit up. So them's, I mean, for the sake of making farming easier, thief and a mage are always, the, in most RPGs, that's probably the best way to go because you get the bonus and the treasures and shit. And the mage just fucks shit up with the spells so quick that you get them seeds and shit a lot easier. So, uh, that I mean, and I, I like that shit. I'll, I'll go up and I'll just nuke a bitch. That's fine. Uh, but overall, it, it was a good game. Um, I think the website say it takes like 40, 50 hours, and I put in 80 because I, I take my Damn. time. Uh, work. I like to have some fun. Uh, again, the titty meat is just, and, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I like to have a good time. You play any of the other mana games, Muff? Yeah. I ain't never been heard of it. it, it no. $10. I was like, I got $10. Cinco de mana? Cinco de what? <laughs> Cinco de Mayo Manor. Yeah, because there's a lot of games in this series, and this was like a remake of a Super Nintendo game that never made its way over here. That's why it was kind of a big deal when it came out. Oh, I don't it's not that big a deal. It's, it's a decent game, but Did anyone play played any of the Mana games? I played Secret of Mana back in the day on Super Nintendo. Yeah, I played a little bit of that. I did not finish it because, shout out to Stuker, me and him were playing at co-op, and then we got halfway through, and he's mm. like, yeah, I think I'm done with this game. So I was like, well, I'm screwed. So <laughs> I forgot I it was co-op. It. Yeah, yeah, it was co-op, which was unique back in, I mean, a, a right. co-op RPG is not common. I like, didn't, go ahead. Th- three players in the party, was that right, for Secret of Banner? Yeah, I think if you had a multi-tap, you could even play three players on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. I was just going to say, I didn't even realize that all those mana games were related. I, you know, I just thought it was separate games altogether. I mean, I think it's like Final Fantasy, where they're not necessarily directly related. I don't know that for sure. But, I mean, there's, yeah, there's quite a few games in that series, as far as I know. I, I mean, they get remade, and they get different names and stuff. Like, I think the first Secret of Mana came over here in America is like, Final Fantasy Adventure or something on the Game Boy, and then it got remade on the Game Boy Advance. You play that, Wally? Yeah, yeah. It's all right. You can tell it's from, like, 1990, but it plays okay. Because then that, I think, got remade as Sword of Mana on the Game Boy Advance. Mm. So, I mean, it's not the most straightforward series to kind of keep track of. Muff, how many milks did you give that game? Mmm. Shit, like three, 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 three. Yeah. Wait, is so that not thirty-three bad. or is that one better than half and oh, half? Oh no, but <laughs> there's only one thirty-three. That's Scotty Pippen. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't Alonzo Mourning thirty-three on the Hornets? Yeah, but he always Here's played a it. Funny night. story. Hey, so I took I took <laughs> Spanish class back in high school. I was a senior. 
and there's a bunch of freshmen up inside there, and I was just like, well, fuck, this ain't gonna go well. I could not pick up Spanish at all, and the, the, the teacher did not like me, because you had to pick a different name for Spanish, and I picked Alonzo with a Z, and this bitch <laughs> said, no, you spell it with an S. I said, bitch, I play it with a Z, and she gave me a D minus. My best. Damn. Dees uh, get degrees? That was a great story. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else about uh, Trials of Mana Muff? Or what, what other RPGs you got going on? Yesterday I pick, uh, started playing uh, uh, Rainbow Moon. That's good. Uh, that's a good game. It's turn-based. I prefer turn-based uh, in most situations. Uh, but that one's going well. I- I've put in like 15 hours already in two days, uh, mainly because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was lost. And so I was just like, well, I'm just gonna be grinding on this shit for a while. Um, once I figured out, oh, shit, there's more places to go, I was out-leveled the new monsters in the new area because all the fucking time I spent just fucking grinding on the little shit because I couldn't find my way out. But, uh, that's fun. I like it so far. What, that, the, what, um, what is Rainbow Moon? It's an RPG, turn-based. Is it like Sailor Moon or Rainbow Six? Yeah, is it a map? Sailor Moon? Two? No, <laughs> Sailor Moon is not in this. It's going to be a hard pass for me, then. <laughs> <laughs> like if it doesn't have Sailor Moon it's just hard pass on everything <laughs> was it made by Square what Sailor uh, Moon no 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 Ra- Rainbow Moon was Rainbow Moon is it a, a Square Enix game no I do not believe so oh, it kind of looks like what Foo but every time I turn out it, is, it don't say nothing about no Square Enix Oh, maybe for some reason, maybe I just saw like a screenshot of it and I thought it was. But I was going to say, if it's a Square Enix game, it's one that's really flown under the radar because you ne- you do not hear much about it. Yeah, it's uh, uh, when I looked it up, uh, the Metacritics and reviews gave it about 80 percent across the board out of uh, eight out of ten. So uh, I, I assume it's going to get better. I, I mean, I like it so far. You probably have it, Darkside, because I want to say it was a free PlayStation Plus game like a long time ago. Oh, that's cool. Well, it's on PS now, so that's how I'm playing it. Mm. Uh, Brian, it was developed by uh, C, C, or, excuse me, SideQuest Studios. Oh, I don't wow. know who they are. So. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Hmm. That's pretty good. Good for them. Did they get a better Metacritic rating than the Medium? Oh, shit. <laughs> what did the medium get, like 70? I thought medium got game of the year, didn't it? On the Moose Awards. No, the game, Metacritic Awards. GameSpot gave it a 9 out of 10. What, Rainbow Moon? No, uh, the, the medium. medium. The medium? That's the game that, that just came out, right? Yeah. And that's what all GameStop gave it a nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. We all love GameStop right now. <laughs> yes, we do. Girl, are you saying I'm trying to invest in you. 
You got to buy and hold, Melvin. That's what you got to do. Yeah. You good at holding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Melvin. You got anything else about Rainbow Moon? No. Not yet. No. No. This is a good game. So far. You play, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You play anything else in January? Yeah. Uh, shitload of Tecmo Bowl. Uh, Tecmo Super Bowl. I'm trying to get Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker. If I can stop getting injured, he'd own all the receiving records, rushing records, kickoff return records. That bitch keeps getting hurt, so I put Chris Carter in. The creator and, of uh, X-Files is in Tecmo Bowl? Is that what I'm hearing right now? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, shit. Tecmo the truth Super is Bowl out there. <laughs> the ding-dang is out there. <laughs> What else I play? I've been playing some shit. You've been playing some uh, Star Wars Squadrons? I play, I play Star Wars Squadron, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh... Clash Royale, of course. Been playing Clash Royale. <laughs> Bitches go for three towers, man. Damn. You gotta evolve or die, uh, Muff, I think, is uh, what's gonna happen with no. you in that game. Be a man and go get all three fucking towers. All right, Muff, you announced <laughs> for January. Final comments. Be a man, get all three fucking towers. What's that, Brian? You you got anything else for January? Not that I can think of. All right. Dark side, you want to run down the RPGs you played or, or anything else in uh in January? Yeah, I uh RPGs I played, probably the most epic RPG ever invented. Um, Pussy Journey? Or I'm sorry, it's called uh, Cat Quest. <laughs> Basically, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, kind of like, a, I don't know, Zelda-ish RPG. Um, it's got the Zelda combat, but it's got uh, the RPG grid and upgrade system of a normal, you know, RPG uh, story goes um, just like uh, I think it was which which Zelda is it that uh, the ship crashes is that uh, Link's Awakening that is yeah this game basically starts just like that your ship crashes your cat cats run the world for some reason and you wake up and you have no memory and you uh, are like trying to figure out what the fuck happened and so you run into you know townsfolk and all these different monsters and whatnot and try to figure out what happened turns out you got a sister that you can remember and you're like i gotta find out where's my sister she was on this ship so you're running around all these towns trying to find your sister and uh, the whole time you know you're running into cats basically cats it's just cats everywhere there's cats and dragons and then there's like sheep and uh that's pretty much it um the uh the there's not really a whole lot of enemy variety um just different variety of cats, different types of, you know, dragons that you're fighting. Um, and uh, lots and lots of uh, cat um, puns. You know, like, <laughs> throughout the whole game. I love like, pussy I, pun. Yeah, pussy pun, yeah. <laughs> um, the, 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 your, your main character, you know, has the whole time been like, you know, I, I can't, I don't have any meow Marie, you know. Yeah, you know, instead of memory. Oh, gosh. 
<laughs> and uh, <laughs> pretty pretty weak pun. Yeah, there it's it's constant. Pussy like it's puns. constant throughout the game. Um and uh, also the he swears a lot, but they they mask it, you know, instead of saying like fucking, it'll say furry like this is furry bullshit, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, or furry bukaki or whatever. I don't know. But uh <laughs> bukaki. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I never been have seen no furry bukkake Chewbacca. <laughs> you get the gist of it. Um, but it, I mean, it, it's it's all very silly and it's all mostly generic. But it was actually kind of fun. Um, it was not a very long game. I think it's supposed to take like 15 hours. Um, the leveling up system was simple. You know, it's not complicated. Um, the weapons, you know, were cool and you know. It was very colorful and cute, um, and it was actually kind of funny. Um, there was actually one section that uh, I thought was pretty cool that broke the fourth wall, where you find an island, and you meet the creators of the game. They just start talking to you about, oh, thanks for playing the game and everything, and you know, then they give you a map to a special dungeon that uh, you know gives you like better gear, basically. Um, but uh, oh, and also at the end of the game. You know, there was a Shyamalan twist. Oh boy! That changed everything. I'm not giving it away, but uh, it was a shocker. They were dogs all along. <laughs> yeah, they were that. dogs all along. <laughs> uh, they do. They actually do allude to dogs uh, for the sequel, which there is a sequel, which I found out just today. Um, that you what do uh, play with dogs, dogs and cats. It's crazy, but no, it was fun. You know, nothing crazy, but a nice, uh, a nice change of pace. Um, would you recommend that dark side? Um, I wouldn't recommend you spend, I don't know, more than five dollars on it. But I mean, if uh, you're itching for a short RPG, you can't go wrong. You gonna get Cat Quest too? I might. I might. I heard it's. Uh, I heard it's not as good. I think that they they screwed up some of the mechanics, is what I read. So I might see if it's free sometime or under five bucks, but. Who knows? Um, another RPG that I played in the month of January was Maneater um, on the PlayStation 5. It was a PlayStation Plus free game. It's another pussy um, pun. <laughs> no pussy pun. Um, that game, you uh, you play as a, a shark. Uh and it's an RPG, and so there's a bunch of leveling up, and basically the story the story is actually weird. It takes place in two different forms. Um, you play as the shark, and when you play as the shark, whenever anything happens, it's narrated by Chris Parnell from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> yes. Um, and so he narrates the whole game, you know, in his funny sort of way. Um, and... Then there's the villain of the game, which is uh, Scaly Pete is his name. And when you when you see his cutscenes, they're all done in the form of like a reality TV show. <laughs> and it's like the drama between him and his son, basically. Like he wants his son to go to college, and his son wants to be a fisherman and make him proud. And every cutscene ends where Scaly Pete like just beats the shit out of the cameraman, and then the scene ends. And it's amusing, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's all tongue in cheek and very, you know, they're trying to make you laugh and 
I'd say that maybe 50-50, it, it, the, the last hit and the other one, it's just kind of like, okay. Um, Gameplay-wise, it's it's more of an action RPG. You know, you're swimming around, eating shit, and, uh, you know, that's how you basically how you level up. You just eat everything you can find, and then when you find people, you eat them, and then people in uh, boats show up and just start shooting the shit out of you, and you eat them, and then you hide until you can do it again. Yeah, the um, game, I played, like, the first half hour, and it starts off pretty fast. I mean, you're eating people, like, right away, yeah. <laughs> which I was pretty surprised. Yeah, and you, uh, you know, the more you eat, the more you level up, the better, uh, um, it's not gear, but it's, like, you can get different uh, scales, or you can get different, you know, teeth and bullshit like that, you know, because sharks can change their teeth. From- Do you play as the same shark the whole game, or you, like, switch the shark? Nope, same shark. Oh, okay. And why are they eating people? Uh, well, in the story, um, Scaly Pete um, <laughs> actually catches your mom while you're still in the womb. And so Scaly <laughs> Pete uh, cuts oh. open cuts open your mom, and you fall out and bite his <laughs> arm off. <laughs> oh, and then you jump in the ocean, and then you're like, I got to get revenge on this motherfucker for killing my moms. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Typical shark, you know, <laughs> RPG. <laughs> Typical shark life, huh? Um, the game, I mean, it, it's, it, it, I would, it's similar to Cat Quest, where it's like, it's kind of mindless fun. There's not, it's not overly complicated. It's funny, you know. Um, it has references up the ass to like all sorts of different things. Um, just finding different uh, checkpoints and different items. Just to go down the list of things, I think there's supposed to be way more than this, but I found references in the game to Demolition Man, SpongeBob SquarePants, Arrested Development, Waterworld, the movie Castaway, Happy Gilmore, Jurassic Park, It, and Pacific Rim. Wow. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, you know. But it was a lot of fun. I'd recommend it, you know. I mean, for free, free, uh, yeah, why not? Yeah, it's free on, on PlayStation Plus, you know. So, I mean, can't go wrong. Well, yeah, you already paid for it. What did they say about my boy Tom Hanks and Castaway? Uh, You just (laughs) found uh, um, there's certain flags or something like that that you have to find. And when you found it, next to it was uh, Wilson the the ball. Oh, man. And then Chris Parnell said something about, like, you know, well, there's uh, Castaway, blah, 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 bullshit, you know. Classic. Yeah. Uh, those are the only two RPGs I played in January. Um, I also played uh, Astro's Playroom. Um, oh, I, I should have mentioned this before because you know I'm a Platinum King, but I did Platinum Cat Quest and I did Platinum Man Eater because I'm the best. You didn't <laughs> play Cat Quest on Switch? <laughs> no, I played it on the PlayStation 4. Man, what are you doing? That's what a real man do. Um, and I also platinum the Astros Playroom on the PlayStation 5. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm not really a platform guy, and uh, everything controlled way better than Mario 64. <laughs> okay, you, you mean a game that came out this year controlled better than a game that came out two <laughs> decades ago? That's incredible. Tell it, me it, more. It also controlled better than Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> um, I did play Super Mario Odyssey in... January, and I was like, what are they even doing, man? 
<laughs> so that's why I played Astro instead, and I was hard the whole time. <laughs> um, no. Wow. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, when you guys talked about uh, Astro's Playroom uh, in a previous episode, um, you complained about some of the some of the uh, gimmick gimmicky mechanics of it. I didn't have a problem with it. I just was like, you know, they're showing off the controller. This is what it does, you know. And they only lasted a few minutes, and then it were over. So I don't know what your guys' problem is. Was it I as like blow, I don't like blowing that controllers, man. Were <laughs> 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 the gimmick parts as fun as the non-gimmick parts to you? Well, I mean, that's like saying, you know, is you know is any part of any game just as fun as any part of any other you know that game? You know, yeah, not everything's th- gonna be a plus, but I mean, it's not like it's not like I'm sitting at you know like oh just running around was a plus and then. Like blowing in the controller, I just wanted to punch my dick. I mean, the gimmicks were like half the game. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love the game, but the gimmicks were like half the game. No, no. There was there were four worlds and then four levels per world, and only half of those were gimmicks based. So maybe at the, the most. Game. Yes, half the game. Yeah, but they were all you different gimmicks. You just said gimmicks. what math is. Yeah, but it's not like they were the same gimmicks. <laughs> Like some of them, you had the fly. Apple math, some bitches. Of them, <laughs> like you, it's like some of them you had to fly. Some of them you had to, you know, like bounce around. They were completely different gimmicks. So like, yeah. yes, half of the game was dedicated towards certain aspects of it, but they weren't all like one aspect. There were different gimmicks, but I did not find the gimmicks as fun as the non-standard platforming parts. Yeah. But, but I love the game. Don't get me wrong. I, I love that game. I thought it was super fun. But I just I I didn't love the gimmicks that they had. Yeah, I mean, I'd go so far as to say this was probably the best game that came with a console since uh, Super Nintendo. What about Wii Sports? Yeah. Wii Sports, no. And this is why Wii Sports, no. Because the only thing worth playing on Wii Sports was bowling. No, what, what about what about Brad? Everything else was kind of eh. no tennis was fine. Golf, tennis, golf and boxing was fun. And Brett, when Brett when Brett I played Wii Sports by myself, let me think. Oh no, wait, I didn't play Wii Sports by myself. I only played it with people. What about so Breath of the it Wild? Didn't that wasn't it? Didn't come with <laughs> the didn't system. Come with, that didn't come with the system. Oh, I, was, I thought you were saying like, people are the worst. They ruined I it bet. for you. Yeah, the, the Wii Sports only works with people. You can't do it by yourself. What came with Super Nintendo? Super Mario World. Oh, that's right. Duh. Wait, if you got a Super Nintendo at launch, did it come with Super Mario World, or was it just the bundle that came out after launch? I think it did come with it. At launch? I believe mine, it did. Mine yeah. came with it. Yeah, it was a launch title. Yeah, I, did, I don't. I didn't get it at launch. That's why I was curious. Yeah, I think because yeah, I, I believe like the box for Super Mario World is actually kind of hard to come by because it was not sold separately. That oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Makes sense. Um, outside of that, I also played um, probably the greatest launch title in gaming history, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Uh, also got the platinum for that. No big deal. You know, just, just a whole month of Platinums. I'm not We're saying really that I'm the best, but it's pretty obvious. And, uh, yeah, Spider-Man Miles Morales was fucking awesome. Um, if you've played the, the, the you know, Spider-Man for uh, PlayStation 4, 
it's similar gameplay with different uh, different abilities. So I mean, you know what you're getting into. Um, I don't want to spoil the story by getting into it, but it was a good story, good characters. Um, the DLC for uh, Spider-Man set this one up, and uh, I really enjoyed it. It was very very good. So I should play the Spider-Man DLC before I play Miles Morales. You don't have to, but it's in your best yeah, interest you too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I mean, I played Control, but uh, you know we talked about that on our deep dive. Oh, but that's it. Other than you know just getting platinums all month long, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Melbro, what you got for January? Uh, I didn't play any RPGs, man. RPGs uh kind of suck. <laughs> I think the choices oh, you you made weren't very good though. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just uh, it, they're they're too big of a time commitment for me. You know, you play eighty hours in there, like pressing the same button over and over, the same shitty sword swipe move. It's just it's too repetitive. <laughs> Damn. You do the same shit over and over and over. So, I don't know. I, I think what this taught me is that I'm not really an RPG guy. I think that's what I learned out of uh, this whole situation. But uh, I did try this one game called Saturday Morning RPG. It's kind of like a... Um, it was a cheap game. I think I got it for like $2 off the Nintendo Switch eShop. So, I tried it out. You know, people said it's kind of like a, a nostalgia type of game. Where, you know, you go and... You know, you eat cereal and Saturday morning cartoons and you jump inside and fight guys and shit. But, yeah, it was kind of kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> it was really repetitive, man. That's uh, too bad because, yeah, I mean, it looked cool when you said you were going to play it. I was I was interested in it. Yeah, yeah I, I, was, yeah, I don't think it's just me. I don't like I don't know. You guys don't mind repetition. You might might not be, you know, think the same way that I am. I heard it was not great, but the concept seemed cool. Like, like, did it actually reference real Saturday morning cartoons? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, 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 not real Saturday morning cartoons, but just, like, tons of 90s stuff. Just, like, you know, listening to 90s music and just, like, shit you did in the 90s, like, watching cartoons and going to the arcade, eating pizza, just, like, stuff like that. Just oh, like I thought a it had, like, G.I. Joe and stuff. No, it didn't have real references. I made it about an hour into the game and I just couldn't play anymore man so maybe it did I don't know (laughs) sounds like a good time to me (laughs) so yeah I didn't play any RPGs Um, I did well actually I I did play Dragon Quest 11 a little bit that was kind of fun but I just got so consumed with other games that I I need to jump back into that see if that can uh, ignite my RPG love you Must got uh, cock-blocked by control from your RBC heaven, man. Dragon Quest Eleven, where it at? Control piece of shit. Man, Control's great. <laughs> great game. Bitch, you control go read them good. documents. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of documents. They were all interesting. Uh, outside of that, you know, we just talked about it. I played a uh, control shit game. We already talked about that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, Yoshi's Crafted World. So Brian let me borrow his copy of Yoshi's Crafted World. I've been playing it on and off for, with my kids for like what is it, probably like almost a year now. For like, so we finally beat it this month. I uh, played the game from start to finish with my daughter. It was a lot of fun, man. I think uh, 
you know, it was really easy and, you know, a, a good game for a five-year-old. So she really enjoyed it, and I think that made me enjoy it a lot. So uh, we're a Yoshi family now, man. She uh, has, like, a little plush Yoshi she, she sleeps with every night. So it's pretty cool, man. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks, Brian. Cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you ever get a chance to play Yoshi's Woolly World, um, that I thought was much better than Crafted World. That was um, the Wii U, right? That was on Wii, or... Wii, Wii U, and then it got ported to the 3DS. Wait, Nintendo right. ported a game? That seems weird. What? <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo. But that ports. one's good. That one's really good. <laughs> Great soundtrack Brian, on that. Brian, let Melvin borrow your your uh, Wii U so that he can play it with his kids. <laughs> if you want to, man, let me know. Oh, we got. We're gonna play that. Uh, the Mario 3D World, whatever it's called, Bowser's Fury. When that comes out, you'll like that. You'll like that. Uh, what else did I play? So I've played all three of the Spider-Man DLCs, man. Jumping back into that game, man, it's so amazing, dude. Uh, I know we're gonna talk about that in our deep dive, but this might be my favorite open world game of all time, man. Like, yeah. it really, like, even more than Breath of the Wild, man. This game was amazing, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, Brad's missing out. Yeah. Damn, I gotta check that out, too. Brian's gonna shit on it so bad when he plays this game. We hyped it up so much. <laughs> I mean, if you're saying it's better than Breath of the Wild, thought. yeah, it's not living up to that. I can guarantee you it's not living up yeah. to that. <laughs> uh, I also played this game called uh, Sayonara Wild Heart. So this was another game on uh, Apple Arcade. This is a, a rhythm game, so I know I shit on rhythm games, but this is actually kind of cool. It's, uh, I feel like it's kind of like a music soundtrack, but like you kind of play it almost. So you run around as this chick, and, and the game is actually narrated by Queen Latifah. Her game is probably like uh, 90 minutes long. And you just like, you know, do rhythm shit. It's, it's a Brian game. He would love it if he played it. Yeah, I gotta check it out. I've, I've heard of it. I didn't know it was a rhythm game, and I didn't know it was short, which I like short games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about a 90 minute game, so it's pretty cool, man. Check that out. You know, the music is really good. You'll uh, enjoy that. Like, you, even after playing the game, like, going back and listening to the soundtrack is pretty dope. So, it, it, you played it on your phone? I played it on uh, my wife's iPad, yeah. So but yeah, that... I mean,. How does that play? Uh, you just hit the screen to the beat. <laughs> Brian's I, never I, played I a rhythm game. Yeah, Brian's not familiar with touchscreen. <laughs> well, I, I thought it was on Switch. That's why I was surprised that it was also on like the phone or the iPad. So like the input or whatever must be pretty simplistic to play it on a phone. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah I mean, that's like, Switch uh, in a nutshell. <laughs> the switch might actually have touchscreen controls too so i don't know but yeah, yeah it's not complex it's not like you have to press like a million buttons like three different buttons you know on the ipad just type different you know either like the top of the screen the bottom of the screen or the right of the screen yeah i'm guessing switches it's like it's like the entire game is just like three buttons you just happen to the beat and you run around with this girl doing cool shit and listening to cool music I'm so check that out, out. I also played uh, My Friend Pedro um, by, uh, it's an indie game by a company called Devolver Digital, uh, which they make a lot of games like Fall Guys, you, everybody knows about, but My Friend Pedro is this guy, man, he's, uh, it's like, kind of feels like, it looks like a PlayStation 1 type game, like the graphic art style of it, and it's pretty dope, man, it's like this guy running around with two guns and this, bana- this talking banana, and he like, does all this cool shit. He's like, a banana, right? Yeah, no, he has like a pet banana almost. And uh 
it, it's pretty crazy though. Like it, it's a deep story. Like um, it's like in this society where like you know old people uh they don't respect old people, so they make old people like join the mafia because old people <laughs> you know <laughs> can't get work anymore. And this guy like you're running around and just like shooting up all these old people and you know trying to take them out because they're all part of the mafia now. The the story's pretty cool, man. It was uh I enjoyed this game a lot. Action pack from start to finish, and the ending is uh pretty pretty cool too. Is that's what like a, a is that an overhead shooter or what what perspective is that? It's, it's a side scrolling shooter. Mm. Yeah, Moose, you have anything to add? I know uh, you recommended this game. It what made me play it? Yeah, it's a, it's just a fun game. It's kind of in the same vein as like uh it's 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 more arcadey than like Limbo and Inside, but it's like the same style. It feels kind of like those games, but it's just a lot more action, um, action and kind of more rated R than those. This mm. is a uh, shout out to Spiral. It's an uh, indie game, I think, right? Yeah, it's an indie yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I uh, also played Slay the Spiral, best car game of all time. Looking forward to you guys playing this. Uh, Moose got me back into this, man, because uh, Moose was... Hyping me up. So this was probably one of my favorite games of uh 2019 or whenever it came out. So I jumped back into that. You know, I had a blast. Been playing that, you know, a lot. Uh, um, But yeah, you know, obviously you guys know because I'll talk to you guys in the group chat. But there's this special boss at the end of Slay the Spire, right? So you have to beat the game with all three characters and then play it on the fourth run and collect all of these, like these three collectibles on your run to get to this hidden boss. And so when I was playing the game, I finally made it to the hidden boss, man. I've been playing this game, you know, on and off for a year. Finally made it to the hidden boss. And then um, whooping his ass. Bad. Whooping his ass. <laughs> and I got to the point <laughs> where I had one more hit to kill him. So I said, oh, shit. So I'm going to record this and show Moose. And then once I uh, hit the button to kill him, my fucking game crashed. I was pissed, dude. <laughs> put, that, pissed. put that video on the Facebook page. Yeah, yeah, I'll post that, man. It's, oh, shit, that was heartbreaking, man. That crushed me, dude. You should have kept that video going, man. I wanted to see more of you flipping out. See Melvin's rose switch quit. across the room. And your gasp like was the, priceless. Dude. <laughs> At that exact moment. That's the moment that you crashed the game? Crazy. Uh, yeah, Slay the Spire, man. Dope game. If you guys haven't played it, check it out. Um... And then last one, I played uh, Metal Slug, man. For some reason, this series, like, missed me. I just never... I, this is my first time actually playing a Metal Slug game, so... I have an arcade 1-Up machine that I modded, so it has, like, a thousand games on it, so... I just, the other day, had about a couple hours free. Just said, you know, let me check, see what games are on here that I want to play. So I just decided to fire up Metal Slug. That game was amazing, man. Like, like I've it been looks, missing out. It looks great. Yeah, it's a, yeah, a great Yeah, yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah. When did, I don't even know when this game came out. This Was this, like, on SNES, or... No, that was a Neo Geo, so it's old. 1998, I think it came out. Yeah. 98. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it looks amazing for you know being a you know 20 plus year old game. So enjoyed that a lot, man. I'm definitely gonna check out the other ones. Did you play that with uh, like unlimited credits or something? Because when I've dabbled in the Metal Slug games, it seems like they're really freaking hard. Yeah, it was hard. Yeah, I have yes unlimited credits, but yes, it's hard as shit. I died maybe. 60 times, so I can imagine if I was uh, in an arcade machine, I would be broke like an actual arcade planet. Yeah. <laughs> this shit is hard. It's like a money drain. 
I've played a little bit of the series, but I, I want to say the games that I've played did not have unlimited credits. So it was like, how many times can I play the first level over and over again? So right. I didn't get that far. <laughs> like I used to live across the street from this, like a... Uh, I used to live across the street from like the Metal Slug 2 arcade machine. I could get to the last level on one quarter. Oh, shit. I used to play that. I used to play that game like probably a few times a week. I probably spent like hundred bucks on it, like over time. But... <laughs> That's some crazy shit. But yeah, that was it for me for this month. All right, cool. All right, Spiral. RPGs. What you got for uh, this, January? This month was made for me because I am an RPG guy. I heard what Melvin said about being repetitive. I almost flipped out. <laughs> <laughs> I was seeing red. I was getting angry. But I understand where you're coming from. But for me, RPGs, why I liked them so much is because you really get immersed in the game. You know, I know you guys like short games, you know, time constraints or whatever. But I really like getting into a game and spending, if it's a good game, tens or hundreds of hours with that game. Really getting immersed in the storyline, um, unlocking things, um, unlocking characters, crafting weapons, like all that shit like I'm really into. So that's why I really love RPGs. Um, so I played two RPGs this month and uh, another game which we'll talk about. But the first game I played was Nier Automata um, on the Xbox one, I played on my Xbox Series X uh, through games, Game Pass. Um, it was released or developed by Platinum Games. Um, I think they're somewhat known for like releasing like the Bayonetta series of games, de- developing that game. I think they dabbled into, into Metal Gear and Star Fox and games like that. And it was released by Square Enix, which is my favorite game publisher of all time. Um... And the Metacritic score on this game was 90, so I was excited. I was really excited to play it. Um, and I think it lives up to expectations. It's a really, really interesting game. Um, it's an action RPG, so it's not turn-based. It's an, and there, there's a lot of action elements to it. And it's a hack and slash. Uh, you hit the X button to use your sword, and you hold the RB button, the right bumper, to use your pod, which fires a laser. So there's a lot of action elements in this game. So if you don't like just standard RPG uh, combat, this has a huge action element. And what's cool about this game, it, it melds some different um, um, types of gameplay together. Like in the beginning of the game, the intro, you, it's actually a shooter. It's like an R-type side-scrolling shooter um, where you got enemies. You just hold down your, your RB button and you kill, you kill these enemies. And then the perspective changes, and it's an overhead shooter, twin-stick shooter. Um, and then the perspective changes, and it's a first-person shooter. So it, it's interesting. So I've never played an RPG that mel- that has the, like those action elements, and then changes into a traditional RPG. Um, the story itself is really, really out there. It's really fucked up. Um, it takes place in the future uh, with androids and machines, and there's a war between androids and machines. And you play an android called Two B. And there's, there's humans involved in the story as well. The humans created the androids to fight the machines that were created by aliens that crashed down on Earth. <laughs> so, Pretty basic story. It's, really, it's, it's got those sci-fi elements, um, but it's, man, the way they, the stories are so fucked up. Like, it's depressing and sad and melancholy and 
um, happy at times. Um, the music goes goes along with that theme. It's really good music, um, but it's also sad and melancholy. And uh, your main character is 2B. You have a side character called 9S, and you explore this world trying to kill these machines. But turns out these machines aren't the enemy. Um, they're actually uh, you work Spoiler. with the machines. Yeah, there's a bit of there's gonna be some spoilers in this. I'm not gonna give away the big spoiler. Um, it's 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 pretty heavy this game, and uh, you play the game as as to be, and then you get to the end of the game. I thought the game was over 20 hours in. I'm like, fuck, this game went by pretty quick. But then you unlock a second scenario where you play as the side character and uh, 9s. You play that for like 20 hours, and then you beat the game. Like, ah, oh, fucking, I'm done with the game. Good game. And it unlocks a third scenario where you play this other character you meet in the game. Um, I forget, I forget the number of the character, but it's a, it's, a, it's a different character. And then once you play all three uh, three stories, you get the full story behind the whole game. Um, so it's really deep. It's got themes of religion and and uh, humanity and what like what what it is to be alive. You got uh, you got mass suicide in this game. I think Darkseid would like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, there's a there's an issue with uh, androids trying to be humans. Um, it's really really an interesting story that I've never played a game like that before. Um, it is really interesting. Now, what's cool about this game is, as Darkseid said about breaking the fourth wall, there's actually 26 endings to this game. Um, oh shit! That's crazy, man. Uh, um, I didn't. Uh, well, I did. I did do 100 percent of the achievements. I'll talk about that later. Uh, but I did not see all 26 endings. I just did four, and I was done with it. Um, the f- and then the fourth ending, <laughs> it's fucked up because the credits come down the screen, and it becomes this uh, overhead twin stick shooter where the credits, the people's names, are shooting lasers at you. So, so you have to destroy the credits as they come down, the directors, the voice actors, and things like that. And it's fucking hard. It is so hard. And um, I probably spent the credits probably take maybe t- I don't know five minutes. But I probably spent an hour just dying and and going back to life and trying to finish it. And um, was that just it, for an achievement? This is just to finish the fourth the fourth ending. Oh, so you've got to do that. Oh wow! Right. <laughs> and um, at okay. some point, um, like you're getting like people like there's some um, things going coming down at you, like giving you like hope and saying that keep on fighting on and you get like these shields and shit, which helps you a lot. Um, so I got to that part. I finished the game with the shields. It was great. And I get to the I finished the game and it's like what basically what, what happened is other players finished the game. And when you get to the game, you can decide to help other players get through that through that part where you're shooting the credits but to do that to to help the other players you have when you play it again you delete all your save data so (laughs) you can make this you can make this choice to delete all your save data to help other players get through the end part of the game like what'd you do I fucking didn't you know delete did my save data. <laughs> Hell no. Selfish <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Hell no. Um, so yeah, so I finished the game. And the achievements are interesting too. Um, I did say I got completionist. I did get all the achievements. 
but this is the only game where I've seen where you can actually buy the achievements from a vendor. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> that would be my type of platinum. <laughs> so there were there some achievements that would take you about 25 hours to do. I was like, fuck that. I just bought it. Uh, but there are other achievements. <laughs> like with real money, you're saying? Like... No, the the money you 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 uh, you earn through playing the game, like this oh. killing monsters. Oh. And... Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, Spiral paid a thousand dollars. Spiral. Yeah, he's listening to this. I'm loving Spiral. It was not a Fortnite situation. Uh, it was uh, in-game gold that you that you that you earn by killing enemies and getting treasure and things like that. Um, but yeah, there are some achievements where it only took a couple hours to do, which I did, but there are some that took a really long time, and I was like, I'm just going to buy it from the vendor, man, because I'm not going to play it uh, for 25 hours. I get like 50 achievement points. Um, so yeah, it was a really cool game. The sound is, the, the soundtrack's amazing. Like, um, they had, uh, it has vocals in the game, so you, your backup music has vocals. And I was like, I can't, I can't even place this language. Like, what the fuck is this? Is this Japanese? What's going on here? And it turns out that they actually invented a new language for the game. And the singer sang like this new language. So it's, it's a very out there game. Um, very fun. Very interesting. I don't know if I could recommend it because it's, it is really super out there. But I really enjoyed it. And it was outside the traditional RPG uh, games I usually play. Why well, so did you choose this one? Uh, the Metacritic reviews, A, and um, the fact it was on Game Pass, B, and also it was Square Enix. So those are the three really oh, there, uh, yeah. reasons. Number three is really all you need, yeah. Yeah. For those extra endings, do you have to beat the whole game again? Or like, how do you get all those different endings? So each run-through is about 20 hours. So the, the how long the beat is 61 hours um, for the uh, main plus extra which is about how long it took for me. Um, so I would say actually the first run through is maybe like 35 hours. The second run through with the, with the other characters, maybe 15. And the third run through is about um, maybe five or 10 and the fourth. It's really quick. Um, and then you can just, there's a point in the story where you can just, we, you can boot up a save and just make a different decision and you can finish that ending. So, oh, okay, um, okay. So there's there's like a fast route to get all those different endings if you want to. You're not like redoing 20 hours every time. Right. It does give Got you a, a new game plus where it saves the chapters and you can start that chapter. Um, Got it. Got it. Which is which really really helpful. But uh, yeah, it was a man. It was a cool game. Really out there. Really heavy themes. But I really enjoyed it. Uh, after playing that game, I was like, I need a bit of um, a palate cleanser. So I uh, I played Costume Quest. Yeah. Which is not uh, Pussy Journey, whatever the fuck you played, uh, <laughs> Dark Side. But uh, this was a Xbox 360 game. came out in 2010. Um, I played it. Uh, it was a free Xbox Live game with gold, games with gold download back last October. And this was actually a pretty fun game. I think Muffy played this too, right? Yeah, Muff played it uh, last year, and I played it uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, it was, uh, it was. It's actually a really cute game. Um, it has the RPG elements with the leveling up, but very, very basic. Um, it has a turn-based combat, again, very, very basic, but really cool. At, um, and it, it's even though it's very basic, it's still pretty deep. Um, the costumes are neat. Uh, you go through the game. Basically, the story is your little kid. It's Halloween. Your sister gets kidnapped by a, 
a monster and you got to go find her. And uh, the way to progress is to unlock these costumes. Um, then you can dress up as the costumes. And you, when, when you fight enemies, each costume has its own um, combat style and, and uh, limit breaks and things like that. Um, the graphics are neat. Again, the uh, dialogue is really snappy and fun. Um, it was written very well. It took about, I don't know, seven hours to finish, which I think is pretty accurate. Um, Damn, that's real quick. Yeah, it w- it's it's quick. It's really, really quick run. The, the controls are a bit fucked up because, I mean, it's been 11 years since it was actually released. So on the Xbox Series X, which I played it on, it was a little difficult to move in some points. Um, but overall, it was, a, it was a fun game. Um, I think if you're an RPG newbie, um, it's a good way to jump in and not spend too much time on it. Um, I think kids would definitely enjoy it, for sure. Um, it was a fun game. And then those are the two RPGs, RPGs I played. I'm still playing RPG right now. We'll talk about next month, which is Fire Emblem on the Nintendo Switch, which is really, really good. Um, but the other game I finished was um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps on Xbox Series X. And uh, I know I think Moose played this, possibly. I did, um, yeah. How long did you did it take you to finish it? Do you recall? I want to say like, like ten to fifteen hours. I don't know. Okay, because um, it's, it's a Metroidvania game, uh, very similar to like the mechanics of like Castlevania, something of the night or Metro Metroid. Um, but man, it was a really good game. Um, it it was difficult in areas, but not overly impossibly difficult. Like you could play it enough where you could finish certain certain areas, um, but at some points it was frustrating. But I played an Xbox Series X, uh, really outstanding graphics. It's it's uh, enhanced for an Xbox Series X, so it looks fantastic. Um, the gameplay is a little weird, or the story is a little weird, a little out there. Uh, you play as Ori, and you, and you, and you uh, lose your owl friend, and you go into this world to try to find him, and there's this, this backstory with the monsters and creatures that inhabit this world. Uh, again, it's a little, little bit of a sad game, um, but it, it's fun. The the game mechanics are pretty crazy as far as the the platforming goes. I thought that was really interesting because it has the standard kind of Metroidvania stuff where you got a glide option or a super jump or a triple jump or uh, you could hang on to walls and, and things like that. But the newest one that I had never experienced before is where you can bounce off like lasers. So... Uh, <laughs> And, and 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 this where this is where it gets complicated. So you bounce, uh, uh, enemy fires a laser at you. You jump up, you hit the left bumper, and it freezes you. And then you gotta you gotta use your right thumbstick to point you in the right way. And then you got like a second to figure this out, and then it boosts you up. And then you gotta get to another laser. Then you had hit the right bumper again to freeze it. Then you use your left stick to point, and then it jumps you up. So. I am not the best at this, at this type of game. So in, in some scenes, you have to jump off lasers, glide, jump off three lasers, timing, put the timing in where the lasers come up so you can bounce off them. Um, it was pretty intense in some areas, and there are some points where it's pretty frustrating. Um, but you got unlimited tries to do this. Um, but at some points, I was probably trying maybe 20 or 30 times, and you got to do things so precisely that if you fuck up at the beginning, you might as well just reset it because you know you're not going to do it. Um, really cool boss battles. The bosses weren't overly tough. Uh, you can figure out their patterns pretty easily. 
what was most challenging though is are these chase scenarios where this massive yeah. boss this massive boss is attacking you and you got to run away from it so you got to use all these platforming tricks whether it's double triple jumping grabbing onto these lanterns and boosting off them uh then floating down um and then uh uh boosting across a flat area um at some points <laughs> that gets really really difficult um I probably didn't spend more than maybe 45 minutes trying to get through a, a certain a certain scene, and it's fun enough that you want to do it over and over again. Um, and then the very last boss is really interesting. Not too many spoilers, but you're basically in the air and you got to bounce off like these falling um, these falling lasers. So you have to constantly bounce off them. Left left button, uh, right trigger, float, double jump, left button, then attack. <laughs> It's it's a lot of, of shit to put your fingers through, um, but eventually I got it. And, uh, and uh, Dark, Dark Side used to put his fingers through shit. Through, I through shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of a movie I saw recently. <laughs> Home video. Home movies yeah. count. <laughs> um, it was. That's another was, podcast. But overall, it was a good game. I could definitely recommend it. I think uh, Moose, I think, really liked the game. Um, yeah, it's good. I think all you Metroidvania guys would really, really like it. I liked it. I probably won't play it again. I didn't I didn't platinum it. It was too difficult uh, to do some of the stuff. But uh, I really liked that game. And those were my games for the month. Moose, do you... What Dark... Or, sorry, what Spiral was talking about sounded kind of demanding. You played... Ori in the Blind Forest not that long ago too. Is it more demanding than the first game, or is it on par with that? Wait, Spiral, you played the second one then, The Will of the Wisps? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar. I mean, I, I remember not really thinking it was much different. Yeah, I played okay. I played the first one. I want to say it was like a year and a half ago or something. It was it wasn't that long ago, but it was long enough where I kind of forgot the differences, yeah. I guess. But I mean, it's the same. Like it's just. The, the newer one has a little bit more abilities, I think. I, I don't remember if you had the laser bounce ability in the first one or not, but um, from what I remember, those those enemies shooting the lasers, they kind of arced them a little bit, right? Right. Yeah, so it wasn't like a direct laser shot, like direct at you or anything. They were kind of lobbed in the air, and you had to like time your jump to you know, land at where the laser was, like at the highest point a lot of the times, so you could get the highest jump. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was fun. And it reminds me of one scene in the game where you have to direct the lasers. So you can when you bounce off these lasers, they you redirect the lasers. You can yes, do that to, yes. You can do that to blow that. to blow up certain like um, walls and shit that you can get yeah. through. Yeah. Um, at the very end of the game, near the end of the game, there's a point where you have to. <laughs> it's fucked up, but it's incredible level design, where you have to bounce a laser through a warp. And then the laser goes through the warp. Then you got to go to that spot, bounce it again, and it goes through a different warp. And then you bounce off that laser to get to a certain area you need to get to. Um, yeah. The level design is super incredible in this game. I've never played a game like that where it was so inventive as far as how the platform is.
Moose, what you got for January? Alright, so for me in January, I only played one RPG. Uh, it's one I've been wanting to play for a while. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, so I recently got the PS5, and that was one of the games that I just kind of couldn't wait to play on Xbox. I assume it's going to come out on Xbox in, in April or after April. But uh, I don't really want to spoil the game because I know Spiral wants to play it, and I, I don't want to ruin it for Bash, who's still, I think, currently playing it. Um, but the the story, I, I won't get into it, but it's it's like really close to the old school story, but it's it's got a new twist. It's not it's not like a direct like enhanced game of the previous story. You know what I mean? So they they, they change the story quite a bit. The combat is changed quite a bit. And I mean, I, I know Bash has said it before, but the the whole first game, so it's going to be potentially three parts. But the whole first game, you're just in Midgar, which is like the the you know early part of Final Fantasy VII, which is like probably a couple hours tops. And this is like a full like 40 hour game just in that main city. Um, I I liked it a lot. I wanted to play it again, but then I I saw some articles uh, online saying that there might be like a ps5 enhanced version coming out and if it's if it's a free upgrade upgrade i want to play it after it's upgraded if it's if it's pay to upgrade then i guess i gotta see how much it costs before i decide but i wanted to jump back in and play it again because i I really liked it um uh as far as other games that i played i have a handful of other games as well um i did all the spider-man dlc from spider-man remastered um which i think we'll get into that later on in in a deep dive but i also played katana zero which melvin recommended repeatedly until i finally played it on game pass um i played control we talked about that in our deep dive um i also actually finally beat astro's uh playroom i thought i beat it before Darkseid made some snarky comment in the text thread, <laughs> and I had no idea what he was talking about. And then he kept on asking me how many worlds did I beat, and I'm like, I beat all four or five. I don't know. Like it didn't really give me any direction. It just sort of said like go wherever you want, and I didn't realize there was a whole like actual ending boss and everything in that game. I, I, I had no idea, so I wouldn't finish that. Some people beat, beat games, some people don't. You know. <laughs> I really thought yeah. I beat it. I mean, I I did everything. I must have turned off the game and not done one of the levels in one of the quadrants i guess but uh yeah i mean it's it was a pretty good game we talked about it already uh, i didn't like it back then i like it more now that i actually finished it um yeah uh slay the spire is another game i i've been playing and i beat that recently uh we're gonna get into that in a deep dive and that's another melvin recommendation it's a great game going back to katana zero is yeah. that like the messenger or no it's no more like what game would like you it. say it's like melvin because it's kind of like it's it's almost like uh like you play a level and then let's say you die like you rewind to the beginning of that level and it, the levels are basically just one big like room and it might be multiple like actual like staircase levels or whatever but it's pretty much one screen one room you know what i mean um, yeah, it's hard, so, hard to. I mean, it, it's uh, so one one kill you die. So kind of like a hotline Miami, but not like the top down view. It's like a side scrolling view, and you have to like get through each level without like taking one hit. And you're like this badass chick with this blade. And, this like yeah, you, you know, can like cut, stop cut time or slow, slow time and reflect like deflect bullets and 
stuff like that. So it it's not like one sided where like you know it's you got to hide in a corner until like they're not looking at you. You can go right at them. <laughs> shooting. You just deflect the bullet right back at them, and you can like roll through them and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. Like it's a it's a really short game, and it was relatively easy. I mean, some of the levels were kind of hard, but like you know it it's the pick up and play. It was really quick. I think I turned off. I think I turned off like the rewind animation or something because it got old after a while because it would like shake your screen and stuff. But uh, it, it was fun. I had fun. You game think pass. I'd enjoy it? I think you'd like it. Yeah, you would yeah. love this game, Brian. I yeah. think you'd like it. I mean, I don't know how. I, I can't put a price point to it because I got it on, through Game Pass. But I would say like, if it's five bucks, I think you wouldn't you wouldn't feel bad paying that. Yeah. What uh, What would Brian like more, Katana Zero or Near Automata? Probably Katana Zero because he'd never play Near Automata. Yeah, Brian can't handle complicated he, he would like, it. <laughs> That's no, good he, enough, right? I bought Near Automata. If Isn't he played Near Automata and actually like sat down and played it, I think he'd like that better. I want to say, but it's a long game, and I don't see Brian sitting down playing that now. I get scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian needs long, 20, simple 20 things, you know, like scared. Seinfeld yeah. or Lost. Lost, <laughs> which is like a hundred, two hundred hours for the whole series. <laughs> no, it's a good game though, and I think you'd like it. I, I never actually finished Katana Zero. Spiral got me there, so I have to, I have to finish that game. You mean near Automata? I mean near Automata. Sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. that's correct. But it's, uh, I mean Katana Zero is a good game. I think you'd like it. A lot of a lot of games. Uh, yeah, I got Final Fantasy VII too on the backlog, but man, I don't know. Final Fantasy VII remake, and I said this in the text thread. So, if you're a Final Fantasy fan from, especially Final Fantasy VII, you're gonna like the remake. If you're, uh, if you like the idea of Final Fantasy, you might like it. If you don't know who Sephiroth is, then there's no <laughs> chance. <to help>, <laughs> I think yeah, all I mean, the plot I, changes I they made were like for the best. I think. I don't think any of the changes like made the game worse. Like the combat is like really good now. So it's like yeah. back and like when you're playing a typical like Final Fantasy like turn based, you know, like old school style RPG. You're waiting for your turn before you can do stuff. But in this game, it's the same idea where you're still waiting for your turn, but you're like doing like your basic attacks the whole time while you're building up your special abilities. And I mean, it could be like using magic or whatever. Like you, you have to wait for those. You can attack like instantly, like hack and slash style, while you're waiting for your actual ability. So it's still turn-based to some degree. It's like action turn-based. It's, it's, it's. I haven't seen a lot of games do it well, and I feel like this one was done really well. So like, I, I really want to play. I mean, I, I you, love the idea of Final Fantasy. I like the characters in Final yeah. Fantasy VII. I like the music. But I never played all the way through Final Fantasy VII, so part of me thinks that I'm going to miss on a lot of the things in this remake. I from the first from the first part of the remake, I I don't think so. And there's like some I don't know how much I can get into spoilers because I don't really want to spoil it for some of these guys. But the story's not it's not a one to one from Final Fantasy VII. Got it. Got it. It's it's based on Final Fantasy VII, the old school story i think it might end up playing out the same way maybe but it's not exactly one-to-one so you're not really going to miss anything and most people played that game like 20 20 plus years ago or whatever now so or 20 right about 15 20 years ago when did yeah. it come out mm-hmm. 97 i, I mean, think it's long enough right. if you didn't play it recently you might have forgotten most of the crap anyway 
Yeah, that's true. Fuck nostalgia, right, Spyro? Wait, what? I know I said fuck nostalgia, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's it's a it's a cool game. I mean, I really liked it, and it's it's really weird because it's not open world like pretty much at all. It's very linear. Like there's some areas where you might have like branching like paths to take, but like it's all like you're all encased in one area. It's all in a town basically. Yeah. And it's fully, it's a fully fleshed out town. There's a bunch of buildings and people and stuff, and there's like side quests. I mean, it, it's, it's a pretty thorough game, but it's just not like it's not like a typical Final Fantasy where you like can go all over the world. You're stuck in it in one city pretty much the whole game. Yeah, which doesn't surprise me because I, I, some of the struggles I think they had with remaking that is they said that it would, because Final the Fantasy scale, VII was so yeah. huge. Yeah, the scale yeah. would make it just impossible, which is probably yeah. why this it's only covers up. what the first like third of final fantasy 7 right this i feel remake? like it's i feel like it's honestly less than that but yeah, yeah. It's, it's basically what it's going to be it's going to be the first third but like as far as the first game or the original game like that this portion of the game was a lot shorter yeah got it got it but it's uh it's i don't know i, I recommend it especially if you're not big into rpgs i think this is a good like branching game did you platinum it I did not because one of the platinum things is to beat it on hard mode, which is after you uh. beat the game, you unlock like mission select basically. So that's another thing that's weird. Like to replay the levels, you play them like in any order you want because you got like a mission select screen. But if you like join a mission, there's like I don't know how many chapters. Let's, let's say there's 18 chapters. I, I don't know off the top of my head, but you can just go to like chapter 17 if you wanted to. And then if you don't finish it, and you leave it, then you lose all your progress for that chapter, like on your new chapter, like on your new game plus type playthrough. So you have to like beat that chapter fully before you can like jump into a different chapter. But you don't have to play them chronological in chronological order. So it's just kind of it's just weird the way they did it. It's a little bit annoying to be honest, but I think that's part of it is because it's not open world. Yeah. If it was open world, you could probably just go like to any section or whatever. So right. that was a little weird, but I didn't want to replay it before. And like I didn't want to replay it on hard, and then they find out that they're gonna do like a next gen upgrade, and then I'd want to play it again, you know, because yeah. like it still looks good. It's it's you know PS4 game, so it's not like it's really old. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see it with a next gen upgrade. I think it'd, it'd look really awesome. All right, you got anything else for January, Moose? I don't think so. I believe I listed everything. All right, Bash, what'd you play in January? The only thing I beat this month was uh, Paper Mario, The Thousand Year Door. Nice. I've like had it ever since it came out. I think I've failed to finish it, like, I think three times now. I finally just sat down and beat it. It's not is very it, long. Is that a GameCube game, or is that a Wii game? Yeah, the game. yeah it's Game- GameCube. Okay. <laughs> you want to pick up a copy for yourself, it costs, probably cost you around 70 bucks. Yeah, it's not cheap. I don't yeah, think I have to buy it. it anymore. I yeah, I, GameCube again. I still have it sealed. <laughs> Ooh, well, that, cost, Gold that is worth. Yeah, that's worth like thirteen hundred dollars on eBay. So don't no, open that fucking really? game. Yeah. Oh shit! Oh. Dark side, man. I don't know Dark about that. I'll buy it off you for nine hundred. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come over and open it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, muff man. Always gotta rain up my parade. But yeah, it's a pretty basic, just turn-based RPG. You play Mario, like Mario is your main character. Then you get a side character that like fights with you. 
And most of them were, like, enemies from the older games. Like, there's a Goomba, and, like, there's another Koopa you can team up with, and there's, like, ghosts and stuff. They all have, like, their own quirks. Like, one of them ignores defense when they attack, and, like, another one, like, hits six times, but they're all weak hits. It's, like, really basic stuff. Like, probably an easy, like, a game probably more people played nowadays that plays like that is uh, South Park Stick of Truth. They pretty much ripped that whole game off of Paper Mario, <laughs> which isn't really a bad thing. Yeah, I like fun. that game. Yeah. I think the first Paper Mario is probably easier to get nowadays. And I would yes. recommend playing that one first. That one's probably better than the second one, but the second one's still good. The first one I know was on the Wii Virtual Console, which has been shut down. Yeah. It might be on the Wii U, for all I know. But yeah, the GameCube one, I don't think that's been put anywhere else, which is why it's so costly to get. Yeah, I think the first one costs about 60 bucks if you want the like a cartridge. But yeah. Overall, I like it. It's pretty easy for an RPG. You know, it's made basically any kid could probably beat it. Some of the each level kind of has a gimmick, like one world is a it's like a fighting tournament and other ones where you got to like solve a mystery or something i think probably the biggest problem with this game is some of the gimmick levels kind of drag on a little bit too long like right but right when you're getting sick sick of them usually like right after that it'll move on it's kind of not quite great pacing but it's not that bad either so plus it's easy so you don't really got to replay things too much but yeah, I played through this back when it came out. Uh, I remember it being pretty long. Um, I mean, I don't play a ton of RPGs, but I remember I hit like the 30-hour mark, and I was like, damn, when is this game going to end? <laughs> Which is usually, it's usually <laughs> what happens. It's a great like, game, you know? I mean, it was fun, but that's usually what happens. Like, unless a game's amazing, once I hit 30 hours, I'm like, all right, I'm ready for this to be done. And I, it took me about 40 hours, I think, to play through it. Well, this time I beat it in like 25, but like I said, I played it twice before already most of the way through so i blazed oh, yeah. through like the early parts of it like there's like a bomb boat captain or something right that's like the only thing i remember <laughs> that yeah, but, yeah. Bomb. <laughs> if you want to play this i would actually just recommend playing the first one see if you like that one and then play the second one but they're both pretty good i guess before you buy for a 600 800 bucks <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard the the Switch one uh, was just okay. Do you guys any of you guys pick that one up? The Origami uh, King. Yeah. I did yeah, I didn't not. Play that one. Yeah, they get rid of like bad. experience. Kinda... You didn't even pick it up, Brian. No, I mean I didn't. There was Color Splash on the Wii U. I've kind of fallen off the Paper Mario series. Um, there was uh, Sticker Star for the 3DS. Was like the first one that I didn't play through, and then I just never. I kind of. Yeah, dropped off the series after that. Yeah, Paper Mario Sticker Star, I believe, was the the 3DS game, which that's what they got rid of. Like, what did you say they got rid of, Wally? They got rid of like experience or something like that, like actual leveling up. uh, Yeah, like in the Switch one, I guess. I don't know how that works. Must be too complicated for Nintendo fans, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think Sticker Star was where they got rid of that, and people complained about that because it kind of like <laughs> defeats the purpose of combat, which is like what most RPGs kind of hinge on is that fighting enemies gets you something. But they yeah. took that away. Yeah, I guess that's a good point because like like Final Fantasy VII remake didn't have random 
combat, you know? Like, you saw the enemies before you you got into combat. So, uh, was it, like, the old Mario game? Oh, the Paper Marios did have that, too, right? They had the enemies on screen that you'd see, then... Yeah, then you, get, then you run into them, then it goes into, like, the turn-based fight. Yeah, okay, yeah. And you can, like, jump on them, like, when you see them, then you'll get, like, an early attack. Or if they hit you, they get the first attack, stuff like that. Yeah, like, the the random combat scene in general, I think, has kind of died out. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not complaining. For, I like for, that. No, I like that, that was the most annoying part about RPGs, whenever you're trying to do something, and you do right. random combat over and over again. I did just sell my original copy of Paper Mario on eBay. Uh, Two thousand dollars or how much? <laughs> no, it was it was the uh, it wasn't the GameCube version. It was the N sixty four version, I think. Yeah, yeah that's and uh, it was complete with box instructions. I got Two hundred and sixty dollars for it. Nice. That was a nice good. looking box too. Yeah, it was in good condition. That's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad. And I threw away all of my boxes like ten years ago. They were just oh, sitting all over the place. Dang. Nice looking box. <laughs> <laughs> Spiral's got nice looking box, you know, what can I say? And he sold it for less than three hundred. That's a good guy right there. Speaking of pussy journey. <laughs> yeah. Alright, Bash, you got any other comments pussy, about son? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I beat this month. I played some other stuff. I'll probably get into them next month after I actually beat them. So. All right, cool. Um, I only played one RPG. I have not finished it yet. I'm like right. I'm knocking on the door of the boss, uh, the final boss. But this was Mother Three. So Mother Three, it the the franchise has kind of had a, a strange path. So. The first one that came out in America was Earthbound for the Super Nintendo, and the uh, it was really Mother 2, but they renamed it Earthbound because Mother 1 never came out here. That was only on the, the Japanese Nintendo. Um, it event the, So Mother 1 eventually did come out on the Wii U Virtual Console, and then Earthbound also came out on Wii U Virtual Console, but Mother 3 has never come out in America. So I was playing this on a, a bootleg Game Boy Advance game that I bought, and it's got a translation patch into it, um, so you know you don't have to know Japanese or anything like that. Um, but it, it, it's been really fun so far. Um, I mean, the series is known for like having a quirky sense of humor, and Earthbound had like an Americanized setting, which is not common for RPGs. Uh, they're mostly like, you know, fantasy or like like modern sci-fi. Where this was just like a a you know typical 90s. Um, you know, American setting. So Mother 3 is, is kind of like that, not quite as much. Um, but yeah, I, I've really been enjoying it. Um, I mean, it it carries over that quirky sense of humor from Earthbound. Um, like sometimes you open up a treasure chest and instead of an item being inside of it, it'll just be like jazz music will start playing and then it'll be like, oh, you heard a, a funky jazz beat. And then it just gives you nothing. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's kind of annoying. Like when you're funky like, oh, jazz beat. Yeah. Um, or like one scene, like you're fighting these ghost enemies throughout the level, but then you open a door and there's like all the ghost enemies are having like this big party, and then it's like, oh yeah, we decided to take a break and we're just having <laughs> having like a dinner party, and you just talk to them and like there's really nothing that happens, but it's funny. Um, 
So yeah, this one does not have random battles either. The enemies all appear on the screen, which I, I don't know if I could take a game with random battles anymore. Um, you touch an enemy from behind, then you get like like a jump start, like Bash, you were saying with Paper Mario, you jump on them. So it's similar with that. Um, the battle system is kind of unique in that it's got kind of like a rolling damage meter. So if you take damage from an enemy and then you, and it's completely turn-based, but if you take damage from an enemy, let's say you have 200 health and they hit you for more than 200, you don't die right away. Like the, your health slowly starts to roll down. So you have a chance to heal yourself and then reverse like the momentum of your health draining down. Or if you're like almost done with a fight, you can just choose to not heal and just continually try and pummel the enemy. So you can finally like beat him without dying. So it's interesting. I I mean, otherwise it's a pretty standard turn-based style with like attack and like magic abilities and things like that. Um, In Mother 3, they did add, which I don't think was in Earthbound, where there's like a rhythm element to it, where there's background music playing. And then if you tap the attack button, you can do extra damage up to like 16 times. So it, it adds another layer of like not just mashing the attack button over and over, but you're paying attention and trying to like time attacks and things like that. Um, you don't really have to do that part. It doesn't add that much like damage, but you might as well. It's kind of fun to actually get it to work. Oh, did you play this game, Wally? I played like the first half of it and then quit for some reason. But... Yeah, they, they even tell you like you don't have to do this because, um, yeah, you're right. Every like attack that you follow up is like half damage. So like, you know, on your like 10th attack, you might only be doing one damage at a time. But it, it was fun. I mean, it keeps you more engaged, like even if you're just like grinding for levels um, just to like keep trying to do that like rhythmic attack. Um, the game is interesting because it's an ensemble cast where like it's broken up into chapters and the first chapter you play as a character. So the main character of the game is Lucas. And I knew that because Lucas was in super smash brothers and is one of the only super smash brothers characters that the games never came out in America, but you start off the game. You don't play as Lucas for like the first, like half of the game. And I kept thinking like, when am I going to finally play it as the main character? And that's really when the game opens up. You get like halfway through, and that's when you get more abilities such as like gaining currency and the ability to like store items. Because otherwise your character can only hold a certain amount of items. And then after that, um, you can't hold any more items. You're just dropping things. So in the beginning, it's kind of like there's no item management really other than just dropping stuff. But halfway through the game, it really starts to open up. Um yeah, it, it's not too difficult. Uh, there's these hot springs all over the place that let you, like, regain all your health and all your magic. So that lets you really, like, grind levels pretty easily if you want to at certain points of the game. Uh, kind of going with what Spiral said with, like, Near Automata, um, I mean, the game is very colorful. So it's all sprite-based. I mean, it was on Game Boy Advance. Um, it's very cartoony, colorful, but it mixes in some pretty serious themes, like... There's themes of death. There's themes of like what harm, like modernization of society does to an individual. Like, I mean, it's it's a pretty interesting game in that it melds these like what looks like a Super Nintendo game with like very kind of I guess sophisticated themes. So I've been really enjoying it. Um, I don't want to go too much into the plot just because at some point Nintendo's got to bring this game out. I would think. I don't know when. Um, you know this group of 
fans translated this game, which I researched, estimated cost for them was like 30 grand. So, I mean, it was wow. not an easy task. I mean, there's a ton of dialogue. They've done a great job. I mean, it's funny. I mean, there's a lot of times like I laugh out loud, which I'm sure translating a Japanese language game and making the puns and the jokes make sense in English is not easy to do. Um, but I've been having a lot of fun with it. Um, so I'm, I'm probably going to finish that up tomorrow because I know you assholes, if I beat it, you know, <laughs> February 1st at 12.01, you're going to say, doesn't count for RPG month. So I got to finish it. Um, but yeah, I'm really enjoying it. And like, I love the Game Boy Advance. The Game Boy Advance is really like the last sprite-based system. So it came out after super nintendo and sega genesis and all that so it's like what the, does that mean I, <laughs> so like like super nintendo and sega genesis all the games are sprite based and then when you hit playstation i don't know what s- that means what the fuck does sprite base mean like sprite <laughs> is like it's the like level Mario. line beverage no not 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 the beverage like a, a sprite like the 2d like pixel graphics not using polygons not in 3d and like the Game Boy Advance was like the last system that really had that as like its main driver yeah. for the games. There are very few three. Give me games. an example. Give so me an like, example. Sprite base. Like Mario One, like Mario pixel on Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Yeah, like Mario on Nintendo and Super Nintendo. It's all pixel based. Mario sixty four is all three D. Like it's all polygons. Um, Tech Mobile is pixel based. Yeah, Tech Mobile. There you go. So that's. That's pixel based. You gotta, you gotta use it in muff, <laughs> muff vernacular. Gotta go back to Tech Mobile. So yeah, that Dark Side, that, I appreciate you. Thank you for helping. No problem. So that's why the Game Boy Advance to me is just a really cool system. Um, and like it to me, it's the last cartridge. I know Switch is technically on cartridges, but they don't really feel like cartridges. They're like little chips. And they so, don't taste like cartridges, right? They, they, they don't taste like chips either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you taste nasty? Have you ever tasted one? Yeah, I licked, I licked the Switch cartridge. You guys are eating these things on the fuck? <laughs> Why do you guys lick Switch cartridges? They, 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 didn't they make them taste bad like on purpose so kids wouldn't eat them or something? Yeah, yeah. There's something weird like that. Like, we're making them taste bad. Don't eat them. And then you guys try it. Grab a Switch game and lick it, man. It's the same shit. Intellectual curiosity, man. What are you going to do? You can lick Yoshi. I already licked that one, so give it a shot. Do you lick all your game? No, I don't lick them all. <laughs> Just the ones he likes. He opens it up, licks it, and slides it into the PlayStation. <laughs> I think I'd lick I don't mind the licking game. Oh man. So Mother Three, I'm 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 really enjoying it. Um, you know, I don't play a lot of RPGs. I play like one RPG every other year or something like that. But I'm glad we had RPG month. It finally drove me to to play this game. And another weird thing too. This came out in 2006, which wow. the Game Boy Advance was, like, dead at that point. I mean, Nintendo DS came out in 2004. So this was, like, a really old Game Boy Advance game. So it doesn't surprise me that it didn't come out in America. But it's just a very unique game um, to come out in 2006. So that's why, uh, you know, that's I love weird. nostalgia. I love sprite-based shit. So <laughs> I'm enjoying it. How long is the game, Brian? 
I believe How Long to Beat has 25 hours for main story. I am at about 29 right wow. now. So I I don't really know what like completionist would be because I've done a, a few side quests and I've gone out of my way to get like all the chests or like the gift boxes that I can. But um, yeah, I mean, it takes a little and I'm sure I've put in even more time because there's sometimes I'll play for like half an hour and die. And then I'm like, all right, I'm just going to reload my save because I don't want to lose out on the items that I use during the boss fight or shit like that. So, um, yeah, it's funny. I mean, if you're in the mood for a lighthearted RPG, like even though it has those serious themes, like, I mean, the monsters you're fighting are they're all like animals fused together. So there's like a cattle snake, which is like a cow, like mixed with a snake where there's like a gorilla that has like, I don't know, like a kangaroo pouch or some weird shit. And there's like plot reasons for why all these animals are being like molded together and things, but it's, um, it's cool. I mean, you don't really have an easy way to play it. Unfortunately. I mean, you've got to pirate it, but I mean, if Nintendo ever brings it out, like I'll throw money at it, I'll, I'll buy it legit, but they didn't give me much of a choice right now. Classic Nintendo, you know, disappointing everyone all the time. <laughs> Speaking of disappointments, Emil, what do you got for us for the month of January? Wow. <laughs> that was a perfect segue. Yeah. That's some bullshit. That is some bullshit, man. Seven. Anyway, beat be a dog, he'll start acting like a dog, you know what I mean? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? I have no idea. Anyway, uh, life RPG, philosophy. RPG, RPG, RPG that I beat was Golf Story. That was the only one I beat um, this month, and uh, it was pretty good. Um, story was pretty simple. It was more like just like a chill kind of fun game. A little over like 20 hours. Um, what was cool about the game is you start off as, like, just an amateur, and then your dad was, like, big into golf, and he passes away, and it's, like, 20 years later, and uh, you're trying to make the uh, pro tour, and uh, once you do, um, you just keep getting ripped on, kind of like me and this group, you know? <laughs> but uh, uh, you still, like, try to succeed, and even though you do succeed, they find a reason why you won or they just cut you off and it's like um it's pretty funny but um the last championship like match was i mean you really did feel like you were playing golf like putting was like very critical um i don't know who plays golf in our group but i do and uh it's it's like when you get to that Bitch, last I've been putt, golfing with you yeah. But it's been a while. It's been like a while. Before we start the podcast, you start talking about my dick and now you don't remember that we were golfing with you. Oh my god. Oh shit. That to be fair. Fun. I don't to be remember fair, we're that. always talking about Muff's dick before the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, anyway, so like that I it came down to a last putt for me. And I had to make it, and it was about, I'd say about 15 to 20 feet. And I literally paused the game, got up, walked around, let my <laughs> nerves kind of settle, went back to the game, you know, took my time, like, measuring the angles, all that stuff. 
and I, I hit the putt, and I was, like, celebrating like it was, like, a real match. Um, it was awesome. <laughs> like, it, it was a really good game. I'd recommend it if uh, you like golf and you like RPGs. So it's kind of like a combo. You level up and things like that as you keep going through the game. Um, that's a Switch game, right? That's a yes. good strategy. It's, uh, it's an indie game, indie Switch game, yeah. So does, uh, it, does it use the, the motion controls for golfing, or is it, uh, like, uh, like it Hot is, Shots golf? It's like Hot Shots golf type thing. Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, but yeah. Are you, like, gonna get the, uh, are you gonna get the sequel, uh, sports story? If there, maybe I'm not sure to be honest on that one. Yeah, there's a story you like play all types of different sports That's, like basketball, yeah, football. Yeah, I don't think it's uh like generalized to just golf in that one. So I'd have all to right. reviews and kind of see how that goes. But uh, yeah, that was cool. I do want to get what the golf. I do want to get that. I have not picked that up yet, but. Um, so otherwise I've been dumping all my hours into, uh, Xenoblade Chronicle definitive, which is freaking awesome. I'm on chapter 10. I think there's 18 chapters. Um, the game, like I went into it thinking like, okay, I want to play an RPG thinking I'd just be like, okay, I'll get through this, but I, I'm like really enjoying it. Like it's really, it's probably going to be like one of my favorite of all time. Just pretty wow, good. good. Yeah, the battle system is awesome. Um, it's not turn-based. It's more like kind of like you you select each kind of move you want to do, and it kind of takes time for it to regenerate. But it's not um, turn-based. You can keep attacking different weapons, keep moving. So it's pretty cool. It's like real time with um, cooldowns and things like that. So it's pretty awesome. Hey, Emil. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the Xenoblade game another Switch port? It is uh, another Switch port. They enhanced the graphics with Definitive Edition. Because I think, Brian, right, it originally came out on the Wii, uh, Wii U. It came that... out on the Wii. came oh, out on the tail end okay. of the Wii, the original the Wii. Wii. But yeah, the graphics... So it doesn't count as a port, as a Wii U port. <laughs> <laughs> Not as a Wii U port, but as a port. Um... But it is awesome. The graphics look freaking amazing. Like I- I'm shocked. I- I'm like really shocked about that. And I'm a graphics guy. You guys know that. So I played about half that game through the Dolphin emulator on PC, which, which uh, shout out to Brian. It's, uh, it's pirating the game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't beat it. But there was like HD uh, patches and stuff by like uh, mod support and stuff. But I, I never finished it. I want to play it after. After a meal beats it, I might borrow it or something. How long to beat says 128 hours. So for main yeah. story? Yeah. What? Holy moly. Yeah, it's big. That's Brian could not handle that. I could not <laughs> handle that's why I haven't played it. Damn, I could not. That sounds like a good game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The world's is freaking massive. I mean it is you can teleport to different places, which is good, but it is it is huge. It is huge. So I'm definitely enjoying that one, though. Melbro, you should check it out, man. Get on the hype train. 120 hours? No. Fuck that. Hard pass for me. <laughs> uh, that's Ratchet and Clank time that he could be playing. Yeah. <laughs> Rico, man. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm focusing on that. So. All right, cool. When we return, we will be going over our top three RPGs of all time. So please stay with us.
Welcome back. We are going to run down our top three RPGs, role-playing games of all time. Muff, you want to kick things off? What are your top three RPGs of all time? Number three, uh, Shining Force. Mm-hmm. This uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, I traded uh, old tube TV for this game. And uh, I used to watch Arsenio Hall all night long. <laughs> and uh, so basically, I traded Arsenio Hall for Shining Force. And uh, this is actually where I found my love for RPGs because uh, it was turn based. And I played other games, probably not realizing they're RPGs, but Shining Force was the, at a time, I, was, I don't know, fuck shit, I don't know. 12? I don't fucking know how old it was. But it was uh, really freaking groundbreaking for me. Because uh, uh, the turn-based part, you get your main character. Uh, you get to name him, which is really cool. You got to name your own character. Um, you go off with a little party of like three or four. And throughout, you get like up to like 20-some different playable characters... And you take a party of, like, maybe eight or so out with you. So you had to strategize, like, okay, what am I going to need for, like, these upcoming bosses and armies and shit? And so you had to think, like, you had your your mages and your archers, uh, how they can do a lot of damage from a distance, but they real soft and get fucked up if they get caught up front. And then you had to have your meaty people up front. And uh, with the turn base, each one had like a different grid as far as like uh, like one character might be able to move like ten paces while the other one can only move like four. Uh, some can attack diagonal. Some have to be like dead on. And so you really had to think uh, – and it wasn't just a flat play. I mean like all the different battling locations – uh, sometimes there's narrow ridges to where all you have are like two lanes, and you had to strategize for the two lanes. Sometimes you had wide open areas, sometimes you had shit in between obstructing you, so you had to be really smart and careful. And uh, I, I mean, looking back at it now, it's almost like, uh, I mean, like how chess has certain players' uh, pieces that can do different moves uh, and. Uh, can be taken out different ways, and uh, at the time I never really thought about it like that. But looking back, at it, it really is the whole strategy of turn-based, and I love that a lot more than the action where you can just go in and just start hacking for 50 hours, just swing away. Uh, whereas with turn-based, it's like, no, you make a wrong move, you're fucked. And uh, but just just the I mean, for way back then, uh, to me it just a whole new world and respect for my love for role-playing games and uh so that one uh, very fair to say <coughs> top three RPGs. most that was the first shining force right shining force one yes yeah okay that came out in uh july of 1993 in north america so you would have been 36 at the time <laughs> <laughs> My girlfriend was still 19. You're right, yeah. <laughs> you never played two, Buff? Uh, Shining Force 2? 
I think I started it, but uh, by the time I got around to being able to play it, I had already had kids, and I was working all the time, and they're just, I was not at a spot um, when I found it to have the time to dedicate to it. Because uh, I only played two. You never know. I really like two. You like two a lot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I never played one. I only played two, but two was a lot of fun. I may look into it and play it again because uh, it, it, you never played one, so you don't really know. So I won't ask you anything about it then. So uh, number two, uh, Final Fantasy XI. Now y'all know my background with Holy Assassin, uh, Smoofius, Mills up in there, <laughs> and Rainwater, and or Rainwater E. Yeah. And so how? Uh, Oh, and there was just El Generico. Y'all know that was a sinister thing. Um, but how I got introduced <laughs> to this is it came in. I used to get the Xbox magazine, and uh, I didn't get the one for Final Fantasy Eleven, but Moose did, and Moose gave it to Holy Assassin to give to me. So because of Moose, I gave up over a whole year of real life playing this game. Thanks, Moose. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. That's not an exaggeration, right? You have like a year of real in-game time, right? In that game. Not exaggeration. Over a year of real game playing time. Yes. <laughs> uh, literally, uh, I, I had insomnia probably up until my early to mid thirties, and I, 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 I back in '93. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I worked from like noon to midnight. Get off work at midnight, go to Steak and Shake. Dark Side U was there a lot mm-hmm. of times. I'd be home <laughs> by two. I'd be playing Final Fantasy till five. Wake my kids up, get them ready to school, get them off to school. I'd play a little bit more, sleep for like two, three hours, and then I'd go back to work and I'd do the whole wash, rinse, repeat. And if I had a day off, that's all I did. Um, and it was it was perfect for me because. Uh, as a single dad, you ain't got that other help. It's just all you. So the kids went down to seven. You couldn't go to pub. You couldn't go rub one out. You had to find something to do to where if they walk out, you're there. And so Final Fantasy XI was perfect for me. Uh, but that that game, I mean, I could go on. It, it, it also had that like, warning. Uh, it also had that warning. Remember, like, remember you have a life and all that stuff. In the beginning no, of the it game. did not have that warning. Did they have the warning? No. <laughs> I thought it did. I, yeah, I, I thought did. you were right. <laughs> Muff chose to ignore it. He just didn't you know, see it. He's like, fuck that warning. Most MMORPGs probably tell you to take breaks. Yeah, I thought it think... said, like, uh, remember you have a life and all this stuff like think, before yeah. the game came up. Yeah. I'm probably like 90 blacked out during that part. Eyes rolled back in his head and he's just. Freaking started playing, man. There was, if I had any free time, I was either playing Final Fantasy XI or I was at strip club. Those are the only two things. You needed a laptop so you could do both. <laughs> All right, Mike, what you got for your number one? <laughs> so, I, I can't. I'm going to name a couple games, so I can't really just say one specific game, but 
as a category, sports. Starting with <laughs> baseball stars. Because <laughs> baseball stars, you got to own a team, and you got to level up your players as they got better, as you made more money. And so that had a little bit of role-playing to it. And then Madden came out with franchise mode, and I fell in love with being an owner. I got to create a stadium, own it, design my own jerseys. I got to do the drafting, the trading, uh, leveling up uh, the players as they got better. Uh, you got to talk to the media. You, you got to price the tickets, concessions, uh, jerseys, and all that shit. You had to do all of that. It's not just you pick up Madden and you play a game of football. It was all the behind-the-shit scene that you uh, do as the role of the owner. And really, Madden 2010, uh, I probably played that one more than anything, but all the Maddens afterwards, anytime I buy it, I just buy it for franchise mode. Or Ultimate Team, I do like Ultimate Team a little bit. But mainly for franchise mode. To this day, I'll, I'll, I'll wake up Saturday mornings and I'll put in four or five hours in a new franchise just to try to do it a little bit different than last time. Uh, but Madden 2010, my kids still have nightmares anytime a song comes on the radio because that thing, Melbro, listen up, best motherfucking soundtrack in any goddamn video game. I'm just going to name a couple of these bitches for you. Beastie Boys, Alice in Chains, Black Sabbath, Cypress Hill, Peter <laughs> Rock, Nirvana, Public Enemas, <laughs> System of a Down, and my man Tupac. So, Tupac. <laughs> my kids have flashbacks. I'm like, damn, Dad's playing Man 2010 again. <laughs> Childhood trauma and, and price and concession Sounds like a great RPG <laughs> It's RPG You're playing role as franchise owner And Number one, cream of the crop Tecmo Super Bowl You got to be worn motherfucking moon, man <laughs> You throw the Ernest Williams Blue Hill, Ernest Tompkins Stash. All right, Dark Side, what you got for your top three <laughs> RPGs <laughs> game of all time? I don't play a lot of RPGs, uh, so I had a hard time finding three that I played that weren't the ones from this month. Um, <laughs> but uh, oh, sure. uh, one of them was uh, South Park: The Stick of Truth. Um, I, I used to be a huge South Park fan. And uh, I thought that game was great. It, you know, it uh, made me laugh, and it looked just like the the series. And it was a decent game. <laughs> so that was one. Yeah, the Western parents book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, yeah. I've only ever beaten one Final Fantasy game in my life, and that was Final Fantasy X. Um, so I put that on the list because I actually did love that game. It is probably my top. 20 games of all time. Um, so there's that. So how did you know who Sephiroth was? I don't know, because I'm a gamer. I'm a real gamer, you know? I platinum things, and, uh, you know, 
You probably played Final Fantasy VII. You just didn't beat it, right? Derek yes, I, I did play Final Fantasy VII uh, back in the day, but it, I, I couldn't get into it, and then my brother yelled at me, so I stopped playing it. <laughs> um, last RPG, one that I played um, a lot, I put a couple hundred hours into it, was Fantasy Star Online. Ooh, on the Dreamcast? Uh, on the, uh, I did it on the Dreamcast, and then I also did it on the original Xbox. Mm. Yep. Um, played a shit ton of that. Um, it was a lot of fun, you know, before its time. Um, I know they have one out uh, on modern consoles now. I think it's, what, Fantasy Star Online 2 or some shit, but yeah. I, I haven't got into it yet. Yeah, I downloaded that and none of y'all else played, so. <laughs> yeah, I downloaded I, it too. I, I never played it. I think yeah, I tried we, it once. We, we all downloaded it and then just let it sit there. I've got a quick story about Fantasy Star Online. This is my first time playing an online game on the Dreamcast, and I met this guy, and he said he had this, like, chow, like, from Sonic the Hedgehog series on his shoulder. It was like a familiar or whatever, like a side character, and they're really hard to get, and I was just starting out, and I was like, he's like, oh, I'll trade it to you for whatever money you have, and I was like, oh, I only have 2000 whatever the money was. He's like, yeah, that's fine. He goes, just drop your money. So I drop the money, he picks up the money, he calls me a racial slur, and then he runs away. And I was like, well, this is just a great introduction to online gaming. That really opened my eyes to what online gaming is all about. Literally nothing has changed since then. So that was my I'm sorry, I took your money, you Brian. Get, you couldn't get your money back? <laughs> oh, no. It was, no, he ran with my money and his chow, and I was left there... Fucking holding my dick, you know. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> all right. Melbro, what you got for your top three RPGs of all time? Top three of all so kind of like Dark Side. I haven't played a lot and I'm not a big RPG fan, but th- these three are exceptions. So uh number three, Grandia two. So I, I played that uh on Dreamcast. Um this was you know, I don't know why I, I play, picked this game because I didn't play any of the other Grandias, but for some reason, you know, I ended up buying this game when I was younger. I had a blast with it. I like the combat style. It was kinda different base, but it was like the characters would kinda like move around and like strategically go behind opponents and stuff and I thought that was cool at the time. So I put a lot of hours into that. Um you know, and I also like RPGs where like the characters don't randomly spawn. I like knowing when I'm gonna fight an enemy, and yeah, I think yeah, uh, yeah, there wasn't like random respawns on there. Um, so Grandia was was pretty dope. Number two, I don't know if the, I don't know if you, any of you guys ever heard of this game. It's called uh, Legacy of Lagaya. Have any of you heard of this? Yeah, I've heard of it. Heard Never it. played it. Okay. Yeah, PlayStation, right? Was so. Yeah, PlayStation One. Yeah, I, I, this this was so dope, man. Because um, it was kind of like a combination. I've never seen a game like this before, even to this day. It was an RPG, but it was also like a fighting game. So it was like a combination. So it was like turn based, but you would actually like do like fighting moves, like up, down, up, back, forth, square, and like do combos on the enemy. So it was kind of like a. Imagine if they had like a, an RPG game. That's what it was like, almost. And it was like you would uh, do all these crazy moves and like combos and the characters, you know, use uh, you know, combinations and stuff. So it, it was it was cool, man, and it progressed pretty cool. The story was pretty dope, so I enjoyed that a lot. I put a lot of hours into that. I wish I could play it now, but 
I'm sure uh, there's no way this would ever get ported. And number one uh, for me was Pokemon. Uh, I guess you can say red, yellow, whichever, blue. Um, but that first Pokemon um, game on the Game Boy, uh, man, I, I played a lot of that, man. You know, all all the different Pokemon, catching all when I was younger. Uh, uh, yeah, that kind of really introduced me to the show. You know, I was watching it when I was younger and uh, fell in love with the game, man. Just uh, pretty dope, man. I've never beat a Pokemon game in my neither, life. Neither have I. <laughs> I've never <laughs> played a Pokemon game in my life. Never I'm playing the hell out of some Pokemon nope. Go right now. Yeah, I've never played either. Yeah, Muff man, plays Pokemon out. Go every day. Muff <laughs> plays Pokemon Go. Yeah, the closest <laughs> thing I did is yeah, Don- Donkey Congo, where you did the Pokemon theme with the. <laughs> that was a close you got enough, got. You, Yeah, you got enough out of that. Yeah. So yeah, All right. that was me, man. All right, Spyro, what you got for your top three? So it's hard for me to just name three. Um, so I have a few honorable mentions that I'll just mention really quickly. Um, I got into RPGs when I was super young, so these are very old games. But uh, I'd say the original Fantasy Star on the Sega Genesis, or was it Master System? I can't remember. The but, very uh, first one was Master System, yeah. Yes. Then I'm probably thinking of Fantasy Star 2, which was on Sega Genesis, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a great game. I had a TurboGrafx-16 CD back in the day, and it had East Book 1 and 2, uh, which <laughs> which, uh, which I really, really liked back, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Um, and then a little bit more modern, my, my final honorable mention is uh, Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls. Um, I think that was kind of a gom- groundbreaking oh, game. Um, why? Because you turn into a vampire and can figure out how to turn back into a human? Was that it, Muff? <laughs> okay, so I turn, they turn me into a goddamn vampire. I could only go out at night. And so I literally am stuck most of the goddamn day in a fucking pub. I, I completely maxed out all of my fucking magic because I'm just standing there. It looks like I'm fucking whacking off. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, you got all the damn stats maxed out. And vampires. Oh, fuck. I like being a vampire, though. I could fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> and then going to the top three. Um, my number three is Dragon Age Inquisition for the Xbox um, 360. It took you like five years. Yeah, I put probably 200 hours into that game. Uh, 250 hours into that game. Um, it, the Dragon Age series was my first... My first... Um, foray into like the uh, the 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 United States or the Eastern RPG, you know, the action RPG, not the turn-based Japanese type games. So it was my uh, my first experience with a game like that, um, which had like the classic dragons and medieval story and um, knights and things like that. Uh, the the interplay with the party, um, the different characters you can add to your party or or could leave your party. Um, it was my first foray into actually romancing a character, which I think is Pretty cool nowadays. Um, even this game is probably my first foray to see like nudity in a game uh, when you romance certain characters. Um, it just was a, definitely a, a big change from the RPGs used to play back in the day. Like a huge change from even like a Skyrim or a, obviously a fantasy, fantasy star or a Final Fantasy. Uh, more adult themes and things like that. So that's my number three. That uh, was my back num- when uh, Bioware was making good games, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Before the EA takeover. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Bioware is probably one of my favorite developers before EA bought them. Um, 
I did like uh, the last Mass Effect, though. I thought that was a, that was a pretty good game. Speaking of Mass Effect, my number two is Mass Effect Two. Uh, this game has a 96 out of 100 score on Metacritic, so it is one of the best games of all time. Um, just different characters, the theme. I really like the sci-fi theme, exploring planets, uh, uh, meeting new alien races, making the first contact, the weapons. They really kind of dropped most a lot of the RPG themes from the first game. They scaled it back down and made it more of an action RPG with like Gears of War type action where you can hide behind um, crates and behind cover and duck out of cover and use sniper rifles and things like that. It really melded the action RPG uh, or created really the action RPG genre uh, in my in my estimation. Um, again, the romance of characters is really cool. Lots of replay value because you want to go back and romance different characters, different alien races. Um, I think Muff brought this up. A, th- a really cool thing with these uh, Eastern RPGs, US RPGs, is creating your character. I thought that was really neat. You can spend hours just creating your character from their facial features, even deciding what gender you want to be. Um, I like that kind of a customization. So, yeah, Mass Effect 2 was an amazing game. Really good voice acting, too. You know, they had some, I guess you'd call them B level type actors, but I think for a video game, it's cool to have like people like Seth Green. Uh, Martin Sheen, uh, Trisha Helfer, uh, voice characters in video games. Martin Sheen? Yeah, he was the um, elusive man in Mass Effect. Yeah, that's pretty big voice actor. Mm-hmm. I, I, number- I gotta say, when you get a chance, we get a chance, you're about to start a game. You just gave them your money. You're about to invest in it. You get an opportunity to create a character from scratch. I mean, they're not going to have unlimited sources, but you get to design them the exact way that you want to. You're going to be more invested in that game and have a lot more fun playing it. I, I, I forget what game it was, PS2, some. It was a baseball game, and you got to create a character, and you could use the. You guys remember that little camera, the little toy? I toy. I toy. Yeah. You could take a picture, and you could put it on that baseball character. Yeah. And yeah. so I took a picture of my dick and I put it on his head. And I ain't kidding you not. I played a whole season with my dick pitching. Bunch of spitballs wow. then? Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> bunch, bunch of lobs. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. That bunch wasn't awesome bad party you seen out there. Bunch of floaters. Bunch of knuckleballs and balls. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's a new meaning to a dick pic there, Muff. <laughs> Mass Effect 2, you I said, had a 96 it. on Metacritic? I believe so. Oh, that's almost as good as Super Mario Galaxy 2. That's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, going back, oh, yeah, going back to my number one. You guys already mentioned it. Uh, uh, Moose played the remake, but Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation uh, is my favorite RPG. Probably my favorite game of all time. Um, it really was such a huge change for me. Uh, a sea change from playing cartridges to playing like CDs um, on systems. And just the change with that, with the voice and the music and the graphic upgrades. Like It was a huge, huge change. And uh, it's it was kind of a, an in- I think it was an amazing time to actually live through that era when you're going from kind of basic cartridges that some people lick and eat 
to actually playing <laughs> um, CDs, you know, with lots and lots of memory and, and enhancement of graphics and, and voice acting. Um, it, uh, it, it, it was the reason I bought a PlayStation was uh, to play that game. And uh, I think Consensus, one of, the, uh, one of the greatest games of all time, uh, memorable characters from Sephiroth to Cloud to uh, Tifa and Aerith. Um, just an amazing game. I, I think I was blown away in general by the game from the beginning, from the music and the intro and the beginning couple hours of the game. Um, but I knew it was this was some real shit. When I opened the game, it was three discs. Yeah. You know, yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm in for a game here when it's got more than one disc here. Um, so, yeah, that's my favorite game of all time and my favorite RPG game of all time. All right. Moose, what you got for your favorite RPGs of all time? Top three. Okay, so I'm going to cheat a little bit like Spiral. I'm going to do an honorable mention first. World of Warcraft, uh, basically same story as Muff. I was kind of addicted for a while. Um my number three, I'm going to say, is Final Fantasy IX. Um, I played that game, like, right when it came out, and I, I loved it. I mean, I, I pushed through that game pretty quickly, I think relatively quickly. Um, if you remember, Brian, I was back when we were all hanging out, and I kept on talking about spoilers. I'm not going to say it again. I mean, we talked about it, about the spoiler oh, yeah. another time. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, it, the story shocked me. The gameplay was, like, back to the old school, like, medieval-type settings, and it was just really awesome. Um, number two, Final Fantasy VII. The old one, uh, you know, the original one, and the remake, I guess I can probably bundle them together. It's it's up there. Um, number one, I'm going to go with Chrono Trigger. I guess mm. another honorable mention is going to be Final Fantasy VI on the Super Nintendo. But uh, Chrono Trigger, man, that game, it took me a long time to actually get around to beating it. But I I think I've owned, so now I own, I think, three copies of that game on different platforms just because I like it so much that so I just want to play it if I want to, I guess. So I got it on Steam. <laughs> I used to have the cartridge. I actually sold it, so I don't have that one anymore, the Super Nintendo uh, cartridge. Uh, but I have it on Steam. I have it on my phone. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great game, and... I'm I'm gonna play it again eventually. I just don't know where yet. Did you do a lot of the new game plus stuff with that? I think I did it on the Super Nintendo. I don't think I I've never I never beat it on the other like the Android version because when it first came out, I, I think I got it on Steam like really soon after it came out and it was really buggy and screwy, but they fixed it. And then the price drop on mobile, I think I got it for five bucks, but I had like points and I. Got it for free essentially, but yeah, I haven't I haven't done the new game plus. I got to do that, um, but I got to beat it with a new save file first nowadays. Because that's like the big thing with that game, right? All the multiple endings and like you yeah. can just skip right to the final boss, like at the yep. beginning of the game if you want. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's a pretty cool game. I mean, it's just like and I love the art style because you know we were all big into Dragon Ball Z and it's the same you know art director yeah. or designer or whatever but it was it was just awesome like it, it it like there's never been a dragon ball z game nearly on the same level as that game and i mean it's a square game so you know what are you gonna do i've never seen an episode of dragon ball z you should watch all of them yeah tonight <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> all right bash what you got for your top three rpgs of all time 
Another kind of honorable mention, the RPG I probably played the most of was Final or Fantasy Star Online. I have like 300 hours into it eventually, but the hackers got too bad by the end, so I just stopped playing it. It was fun <laughs> while it lasted. Dreamcast, right? Dreamcast? Yeah, and then on the GameCube one, it got bad too. But I guess number three, probably... Let's say Shining Force 2, actually. We mentioned that before. I've actually played both of them. Like the first two. I prefer the second one. The first one is pretty good, too. Uh, is, is the second one similar to one, as far as, like, gameplay? Yeah, like, the story's more involved and stuff, and it's a little more open-world, kind of. But if you like the first one, I guess a no-brainer. Play the second one, too. Uh, it's easy to get, it. too. Thanks, you can bitch. get it on everything. Number two is probably Final Fantasy VI. That was probably the first RPG I really got into. I think I might have beaten it four or five times now. I'd do that. I'd just beat yeah. the same RPG over and over again instead of starting new ones. My favorite of all time is probably Final Fantasy V. I think I've literally beaten that uh, probably seven or eight times. <laughs> Part of the reason of that is like... Uh, I think I mentioned it before. There's the four job fiesta thing that happens every spring. It's like this website you go to, and then you uh, draw a random team that you have to use through the entire game. You know, like stuck with jo- those jobs specifically. And yeah, you got to come up with a new strategy every time. It like never really gets old. It's kind of getting old now. I haven't played it in about a year, but like, yeah, that one's really addictive. That game was pretty fun. I beat it recently, like, so, last year, I think, for the first time. It's yeah. a good game. So you saying it's almost like lottery balls pop out and say, okay, this <laughs> is the type of characters you have to use? You got to send in, like, there's, like, a Twitter you send a message to, and then they send you back which character you get to use. You got to do that, like, four times. Not care what job class you put on each character, but, yeah. When was the first time you played that, Bash? Like, what system was uh, it on? I think it was on the PlayStation when it finally... It got ported over with uh, Final Fantasy V and VI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those ports weren't very good, but the game played good enough, so... Did they add, yeah, like, enhanced I... cutscenes with that when they ported that? I don't remember. It publicized that a lot, but it was only, like, two cutscenes and it looked like shit, so... Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Yeah, the Game Boy Advance version is probably the best because it added a couple extra, like, hidden classes and uh, kind of balanced things a little better, but, yeah. Yeah, that's the version I played, the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah. All right, I'm going to run down my top three RPGs. I'll do an honorable mention. Um, Xenoblade. So I played that game. It felt like it just took forever because I was just... You Gears? Oh yeah, what did I what did I say? Xenoblade? Yes, I yeah. mean Xeno Gears. Yes, Xeno Gears for the PlayStation. Um, so I mean I spent so much time just level grinding and shit like that, like Bash and Moose. I'm sure you guys like, came over and watched me just level grind that forever. Um, that game was really cool. But my top three, number three, I'm gonna go with Half Minute Hero. So this was a game on the PlayStation Portable, and it's called Half Minute Hero because the battles happen. <laughs> The battles happen super quickly, and it's not like your traditional RPG where, like, you're, like, doing, like, actual, like, 
inputting your actions like when you fight an enemy you're just like running against them so it's like real time but it's happening super fast because every time you bump into them is like you're giving them damage they're giving you damage and then it's just all of the different tropes of like rpgs like distilled down to be as fast as possible in each individual mission and the last mission you do takes like oh it's only like five minutes but because the the whole game is so fast-paced that five minute final mission seems like it takes forever and it's just a really cool game Uh, i believe it got ported steam and xbox 360 so on xbox 360 i think you can play just like the main mission the other missions were were not that great so i mean i'd recommend looking into it like spiral i think you'd like it just because you're a big rpg guy like i think you would find it just really fun that mm-hmm. it takes all the elements of an RPG that kind of removes all of... And Melvin, you might like it too, because you don't like long, drawn-out like level grinding and stuff. I mean, it's just really cool, unique game. There's really been nothing else like it. Wait, um, is, it called, is it called Three Pump Chump? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> and there was a Fire too. Firewall ain't playing that old-ass game. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. It is, so it is strength based. So yeah, it, uh, maybe it won't appeal to everybody. But they made a sequel to it on PSP that never came out in America. I think it got ported to Steam, but I don't play games on PC like at all. So I've never played it, but I'm I'm interested in playing it. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with Final Fantasy VI. I mean that game's just incredible. Like it has a huge cast of characters, and the way the game, the first half is linear. But then the second half opens up to where it's completely open and you can take whatever path you want to gather your cast of characters. And you don't need to do a lot of it. Like you can go and fight the end boss whenever you want, really. But it's in your best interest to find as many characters as you can to build your party up. And I mean, when the the halfway, I mean, it's an old ass game, but I won't spoil it. But the halfway point when the whole game shifts, I mean, the music that plays and just like, the like the feeling that it gives i mean it's just it's an amazing game um but number one i gotta give it to super mario rpg it was the first rpg i ever played it's the only rpg i've played more than once i mean i love mario and this is just you're in the mario world and you're fighting all the familiar mario enemies and it was just super fun and this game when you fight you get an extra like if you time the button push you can do an extra attack and that has ingrained in me for all rpgs that that does something even when they don't so like if i'm playing final fantasy 6 every time i go to attack an enemy i'm pushing the button every time i attack them even though it does nothing just because that's like (laughs) that game like burned in my brain like you you do an extra button push to do like extra stuff when you attack but yeah super mario rpg the intro to that game is like my favorite intro of all time so it's it doesn't open up to a like a title screen you're getting in the thick of things you're fighting with bowser you're trying to save the princess and then when you beat that battle then it gives you the title screen and like the sword falls from the sky and it lands in the castle and then like the title screen show i mean it's just an amazing intro um yeah, I think it's on like the Super Nintendo Classic. It's it might be even on the Switch on Nintendo Switch Online. I mean, if you haven't played it, it it's a must play. It's it's an amazing RPG. All right, Emil, what you got for your top three RPGs? So for my top three, um, I too had trouble uh, just trying to get 
like three that I've actually played, and I didn't even finish all three of them, but I finished uh, I finished one of them. So I'm going to say Final Fantasy XI because playing with a group of friends online, it was so massive and it was just fun. And Holy Assassin actually got me into it along with Moose and Muff and everybody like Mark. Everybody got me into it. Um, that was fun. Um, it was so fun. It was, it was awesome. You're just, you're just hanging whole, out, running around, doing yeah, whatever you could, you with your any, buddies. Anyone, yeah. yeah, anyone, anywhere. Like, it was just fun. Like, you could just play at any time of the day. Somebody was on, you know. Um, so that one. And then um, I would go with uh, Xenoblade. Right now I'm halfway through. I plan to finish it hopefully by the end of February. Um, that exceeded my expectations of what I thought I was going to be playing. So that holds a lot of weight right now for me. And then Witcher 3 would probably be my top one right now because that's the one I beat. That's the one I really enjoyed. Um, even like the quests and everything and the main story and the side quests are just as good. So I really had fun doing that as well. So. Moose, I know you played Witcher 3. Is, is that anywhere near your top three, or where does that land? Um, I'd put it somewhere in there, I guess, honorable mention. Um, I didn't I didn't really think about it when I when I was I was thinking about like more like, you know, all time for me. And it, I guess the, the other games I mentioned were all old. Right. So um, I, I would include that in a, in a top five, probably. All right, cool. The whole RPG thing has evolved to a much broader category. Tell that yeah. to Darkseid. <laughs> he has yeah. very strict requirements was, for what he does. Yeah, is, yeah I was going to mention uh, Breath of the Wild because I saw that in some like reviews and stuff, but I stayed away from that. Darkseid would have oh, yeah. yeah, he would not allow it. Darkseid would, <laughs> would not allow that. I, I haven't played Breath of the Wild. I heard it sucked. That's what Muff told me. Oh. Um, <laughs> I, I pumped 175 Breath hours into that game. Breath Wild is shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> but from what I've heard, it sounds like uh, an action game. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to shift things now into trivia. I forgot to mention, I also played Control. We did a deep dive. That game's incredible. Melvin's insane. Absolutely it's amazing. Insane. It's an amazing game. Play Control. It's, you know, they got, like, it's on PlayStation Plus right now. It's on Game Pass. You know, you, you can play it most likely. So give that a shot. But Bash, you got some trivia for us. So do you want to tell us what you got going on? Yeah, I got a, a list of six uh, NES games here. They're kind of on a theme. I need you to rank them in the uh, order of number of copies they sold overall oh in the entire world. Okay, we like got to uh, six games. Like as of today. Well, they stopped selling them thirty years ago, so as of then. <laughs> Too Come on, dark side. Got him, Basque. I put the list of games in the group chat if you want to look at that, just to keep track of them better. But uh, oh, I, do, I do not see them in the group chat. Oh, they're in a picture. I think I do not see a, the picture. He sent a picture. Brian's got that broke ass oh, internet. No, no, no. All right, on the phone. All right, never mind. <laughs> yeah, ignore me. Okay, I just list Done. them off here. We got a Castlevania one, Final Fantasy one, Mega Man one, RBI Baseball one, and Ducktales one. No, wait. 
and Tecmo Super Bowl. Well, All right, so we're ranking so them what's sold the most. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. From top to bottom, now, what what do you guys think sold the most of all of these? Tecmo, number one, baby. You think Tecmo's number one? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I could see, oh, I could see it being uh, RBI baseball. Soft smiling from ear to ear, man. Tecmo, baby. RBI, I could see it being RBI baseball as well. Um, because if we're talking worldwide, Japan loves the baseball. Um, not so much. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, football is mainly America. Football, yeah, but Japan yeah, doesn't America. usually like American-made games. Was RBI Baseball made by a U.S. company? It was probably made by a Japanese company, though, right? I don't know. Freaking Nintendo, man. So, so what do you guys right. want to do first, so, Tecmo or RBI R- Baseball? RBI. Tecmo, yeah, Tecmo is probably going to be towards the bottom as we think about it because people in Japan are buying that shit. But America is bigger than Japan. Not back then. <laughs> Games. America's more into sports now than they were back in 1990. You think so? Yeah, let's go RBI first, you think? Is, is this sales in America bash, or is this just is this all over the butt? It's, it's basically just Japan and America. The NES didn't really sell that well everywhere else. So. Uh, but, but this is including Japanese sales, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, got it, got it, got it. So we're doing RBI so first? The most... The most sales, I think, would either be Castlevania or Mega Man's. That's what I would be leaning towards as well. I think those are over baseball. Back everybody fondly, loves baseball, though. I think I think baseball. RBI football, baseball was on a uh, a flat top unit. Um, flat top unit. Ah shit. The top loader? Yeah, like you go up inside the Pizza Hut and you play the Donkey Kong. They also been had the RBI baseball that way. Oh, the cocktail yeah. cabinet. Huh? Brian's talking about cocktail wieners. <laughs> Brian's using the fancy terminology, but yeah, the flat top. Yeah, I'm talking about little smokies right now. <laughs> little smokies, baby. All right, but, but, so what so, are we doing? So me and I, Muff are leaning towards Mega Man and Castlevania, but you guys are leaning towards the sports games. Is that right? Yeah. I'm towards RBI, yeah. All right. You guys want to do RBI first? Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. All right, RBI Baseball number one. Are we going to follow that with Tecmo, Tecmo Super Bowl? No, I would think Mega Man. Mm. I think Tecmo might be toward the bottom because nobody in Japan is buying a Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, I don't think football is not really popular in Japan. No, right? no. So that's got to no, account it's for something. No, I'd say yeah, RBI one, probably Mega Man two. In America alone, Tecmo Super Bowl was the shit. I mean, it yeah. woke people's eyes up. It was uh, huge. Watch DuckTales be number one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see DuckTales being higher than we think just because it's a, it's yeah, a licensed, licensed game, game right? and yeah. it came out in the 80s and, you know, people back. didn't know any better back then. They're just like, DuckTales, motherfucker. I, I mean, Final Tales. Fantasy 1 must have got big push, though. Right? Like, Yeah. I, I would think that's got to be worldwide a big one, too. This worldwide shit's fucking with me. All right, First, let's let's do RBI baseball number one. You guys good with that? Yep. Yeah. 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 All right, and then number number two. I mean, I'm I'm big on Castlevania and Mega Man. So Melvin, you were thinking Mega Man, right? I think it might be a bit bigger than Castlevania, but I don't know. That's just my guess. Mega Man had clothes and shit, and eventually. And... All right, so shit. RBI baseball number one. We, are we doing Mega Man one number two? 
Yeah, Mega Man number two. All right, Mega Man number two. Number three, um, if we're putting Tecmo Bowl closer to the bottom, um, what do you guys think of between DuckTales, Final Fantasy, Castlevania? Uh, fucking DuckTales. That's a curveball for Probably me. Probably DuckTales. Yeah, I was thinking DuckTales yeah, DuckTales. Yeah, DuckTales. Yeah, DuckTales. Like right it's because the middle. Dang old cartoon going to make a sell, even if it's suck a duty. Yeah, All the right. name alone is worth it, right, Muff? Muff yeah. Tales. Right. Bottom three. Muff Final <laughs> Fantasy. Well, Tecmo Super Bowl and Two Castlevania. I'm thinking Castlevania 1's got to be. I'm thinking Castlevania, then Final Fantasy, then Tecmo Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I think Final Fantasy, the first one, man, that game was not fun. <laughs> All right, right was, Bash. Uh, so we're uh, we're doing RBI. Are we anywhere close, Bash? Then DuckTales, Castlevania, then Final Fantasy, then Tecmo. Yeah. Okay, uh, I'll start at the bottom. The lowest last place is Mega Man One at eight hundred ten thousand copies. Wow. How many? The series copies? really didn't take off until the second one. So. Eight thousand. It sounded like right. Eight hundred. Eight hundred and ten thousand. Oh, 800,000. I was going to okay. say, okay. Okay, the next one is Final Fantasy 1 at 840,000. Yeah. All right, so we I think a lot of the time in. RPGs cost more back then, so I think that might have done it. That's still pretty yeah. good for an RPG back then, I think. And there it was like nothing in the US, probably. Then number three is Tecmo Super Bowl at wow. 1.19 million. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think what happened here was a lot of people got the original Tecmo Bowl, and then they didn't mm-hmm. upgrade, and they just play a multiplayer anyway. That's, that was kind of the curveball I threw on that one. Isn't the first in the series. So. <laughs> not everybody's rich. Right. Not everybody's rich like Muff, you know, buying all the Tecmo Bowls. True. Hundred <laughs> percent true. Not everybody's a hey. slut like you, Brian, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> How many did you eat, Muff? How many sluts did you eat? Sluts. Uh, I don't know, like four. <laughs> okay, the next one up is uh, Castlevania at 1.23 million copies. So we got that one right. We got that in the fourth place. We got that one right. Okay, and uh, number two, second to highest, is DuckTales at 1.68 wow. million copies. People love them licensed games. Oh, yeah. I think I think I still got that one upstairs with tail spins. <laughs> and number one is RBI Baseball at 2.2 million copies. Dang. Wow. Oh, so we've yeah. got that. We hey, got that's RBI all that matters. Yeah, good job. That's we all that matters. We got number so one, man. Not terrible. That's right. We got number one. If you're not that's first, you're last. What made it stand out also, the cartridge was the black with the slant. It was completely different. That's, that Tengen. Tengen or whatever. Right. It looks like probably like at least like three quarters of the copies were sold in Japan from like looking at the numbers. So. Damn, that's pretty crazy. Japan loved baseball. Japan yeah. loved Muff. <laughs> Muff loved Japan. Muff loved Japan. Muff baby. loves Japan. VR, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of Beat of the Month. Oh, I did want to mention something before we go. Um, I noticed that... uh, I gotta go to the bathroom really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Do not edit that out. Yeah, don't edit that out. (laughs)
<laughs> He's about to piss himself. Left. He literally left. I gotta go. I'm a toddler, man. My daughter doesn't need to stay. Got the garage. Just go out the back door. <laughs> yeah, you should have a bucket for that shit. We just see steam rising. <laughs> we just hear it like rather than peeing in the yard, he pees in a bucket. <laughs> What's that? You wanted to say something. Oh yeah, because it's RPG month. Um I noticed that uh they removed uh from Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven the mod to let you have sex with Keanu Reeves. Yeah. And I just want to make a call to everyone that's listening to encourage them to put that mod back. <laughs> I, I, I returned the game after the, I found out they took the mod out. Yeah, because, I mean, eventually when I do play it, you know, a year or two down the road, I want to have sex with Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a very good point. Very good point. Why would they take that out? They didn't want to piss him off. Yeah, yeah, he's that's a, that's the reason. He's a celebrity, you know. Yeah, he's a celebrity. They he's, didn't want they didn't want the to one. ruin. Yeah, they didn't want to ruin any relationship that they could have ever, I guess, with any other celebrity. Well, maybe at the start of the game, they should like, pick one of these pills, red or blue, and one of them you get to fuck him in the ass. One of them you get to <laughs> kill him, bitch. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Muff would pick the one that. Is this some fantasy he'd, or something? He'd, he'd redo his safe. And you know it's the blue pill if you're gonna fuck him. Ding ding. How was I'm the back. flow, Brian? What, what did I miss? <laughs> Uh, Muff's gonna bang the channel. <laughs> with the blue pill. Muff, power to the blue pill, yo. Muff, did you already let people know where they can find us on social media? Man, I can barely breathe because I thought you shit your pants. I was about to, I was about to have an accident in the garage. It would have froze to my freaking leg here. <laughs> be like Dumb and Dumber. We're there, man. Just go, man. <laughs> Just go. It's warm. Yeah. Uh. All right, y'all. Say, uh, we dot com now, baby. It's a beat of the month dot com. Everything you want to find us, we up inside the Twitter. We up inside the Xbox, the f- Facebook, uh, Good Pods, uh, Scheme, and Skypes, and I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Beat of the month dot com. You can find all the links to everything. Y'all have a good time, but listen to us. There you go, beatofthemonth.com. We're official. That's if you nice, want to find us directly man. on other stuff, it's Beat of the Month. Otherwise, on Twitter, it's Beat of the Months with an S. Um, you want to shoot us an email, beatofthemonth at gmail.com. So thanks, everyone. This has been another episode of the Beat of the Month podcast. Catch us in two weeks. We're going to do a deep dive of Slay the Spire. So Moose, Emil. That's our no. deep dive? Moose and Melvin. This game better live up to the hype, man. That's all I can say. Yeah. Gotta get on that, gotta get on that hype train, baby. Yeah, Melvin's a hype guy, man. That I'm just like... on the train, baby. <laughs> He's along that for the ride. Like <laughs> on the train. All right, thanks, everyone. We will catch you next episode, two weeks, Slay the Spire. All right. Pasta lasagna, don't get any on you. <laughs> beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. Like a, that's Somebody got a truck backing up or something? Yeah, yeah I hear that. That's me, sorry. They're the, the fucking people out here clearing shit out. Rich fucker. Oh, yeah. Rich guy.
plowing snow in the middle of the night for Spiral. He's fucking rich as fuck. Yeah, like, oh shit, it's Spiral lives here. We better make sure it's clean. (laughs) Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. So I'm on YouTube right now, and I just checked out the piece of the month, and I see my face plastered on there from 11 <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> that must have been Melvin. Yeah. Beat of the month. Beat of the month. Gotta have me my beat of the month. But uh, th- there's an achievement in Near Automata where um, it's a very pervy game. Like, you, um, you get an achievement for looking up her skirt like 50 times. <laughs> that's a buff game right there man mm-hmm. <laughs> so like did you she look does up his... how to get that or did you just get that naturally so here's a funny story is that so i'm doing the achievements i'm looking at this achievement like oh what the fuck i gotta do this and you like you move the camera so you look under her skirt and then she does this animation where she's like you know don't look there she brushes brushes you off so i'm doing it for like an hour i'm like i've gotta hit 50 by now what the fuck <laughs> like why is this not is this is this a fucking uh is, is i got some sort of like fucked up game here it's not uh unlocking and then i looked up the achievement i had done it on like on the first day i played it <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy you must have missed it then when it said you got the achievement yeah it probably popped up i didn't know what it meant uh, <laughs> no need to buy that one, right? You're just always looking up them skirts. Mm-hmm. Did, it, did it give you a count, or did it just give you the achievement of like 50? No, it just give you achievement. Oh, okay. That'd be funny if it's like 200 or something. <laughs> <Did it> like. <laughs>